could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. I'm Blake, and on my co-host, first of all, on the phone, because he's dealing with tornado warnings, the biggest deal on podcasting, Sal, how you doing? Don't hate, don't hate, I'm going to get my, my ruby shoes, I'm going to click on my heels. <laughs> I want to see it, there's a picture for you, and in studio, the man, the myth, the legend, our wrestling historian, eating his lunch, that seems to be a current every other week on the show. Mark, Dad, how you doing? Auntie M, Auntie M, please, let's we, go to the storm cellar. Can we cellar. have a segment, what's Dad eating today? <laughs> what are you eating today? I'm eating a Dave's Double, courtesy of Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's are... Not even close to a sponsor, not even close. Hey, I, I like that song, it's hey, amazing. Hey, they're wrestling fans, maybe they'll sponsor our show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to Wally World. This is gonna be, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great show. But you know what? That that song I heard it earlier. It's amazing what what uh, Elias can do with auto tune. Ooh, uh, what song are we opening with? Uh, this is my favorite band ever. This is the new Bush. It's called Bullet Holes. It's from the John Wick Three soundtrack. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, wow, I haven't heard a Bush song in a long time. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and, break out a pretty good lady song. And, you're like, uh, oh, music? Just just <laughs> let people know, John Wick was on top of the uh, office, box office for the movies this weekend. Until Aladdin came and knocked them off. Yeah, I, I'm not getting into movies right now because I'm still tracking the Avengers. I'm still tracking the Avengers. And I'm, I'm still have major with Aladdin. I'm uh, not you're, gonna... you're still saying that they're going to basically break Avatar's record. At the mo- as of this recording, we'll do this real fast. Okay. We'll get on with the show. Right. There's so much to do today. We have way too much to do today. Okay. But as of right now, I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, Avatar is at 2.788. Avengers, as of today, is at 
Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, like it's been, I feel like it's been stuck there. It, it went up a little bit over the weekend, but with the lighting coming out and Jockwood coming out and Godzilla coming out, it kind of, you know, things happen. And that's not including the pre-sales for DVD? Exactly. Okay. So, otherwise, before we get into things, so if anything happens, if there's any issues, any problems, Sal, the reason we're on the phone is because Sal thought his connection was going to go. <laughs> be all wonky for the entire show. So, if there's any issues and we lose Sal for any time during this show. Blame it on the rain that was falling, falling. Blame it on the stars that didn't shine that night. Whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Blame it on the rain, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know Lizzie what? actually was just dancing to that, so I think she <laughs> likes that song. And you know what? You know what movie Sal's watching? Twister with Helen Hunt. No, I couldn't find a good music from Twister. I wanted, I wanted to do something from Twister, and I couldn't find a good music from it. There you go. doesn't have a recognizable squirrel like other movies it does. Anyway, let's get into things. We have to get our drawer plugs because there's a lot to plug, and then we'll get into the show. Help support the show by shopping through the Amazon links on theblakenstyleshow.com. And you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, plush twisters, and more from our Tee Public stores. Click on the Tee Public link on our website. Go to teepublic.com to explain the show. Not all items available. And of course. Hi everyone, it's Mandy. And when I'm not playing Mrs. Blake, or Dean Ambrose's biggest fan, or spoiler alert, Olga, I can be found on mkemomsblog.com. There are 30 amazing women in the Milwaukee area who make up the MKE Moms Blog team. And we're all passionate about giving back to the community, about life, and loving our families. You can find us over on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or at mkemomsblog.com. Please check it out and support us. Thanks. You know, we were joking earlier. Who? Who? Exactly. We're going to have to actually edit that. Because um, there's a bit of paradigm shift in the industry. We'll get to that later a, in the show. A paradigm a shift? paradigm shift in the industry. We'll get to that later. Yes! Th- thank you, Dr. Brown. Okay, before we do that, I have to promote a couple things. First of all, um, we'll hear more about the MLW show that we'll be attending later in the show. MLW! 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 I have way too many plugs. Let me just get through them. Okay. Uh, me and you will be attending Crusher Fest next Saturday, June 8th. That is a big deal. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Sal and Dave will be at with the Royal Philadelphia. I, I don't know what dates they're going to be there, but they'll be there. That's good to know. <laughs> Meh. I feel like I feel like showing up. Don't even get, we'll talk about that off the air. Uh, <laughs> that will be just going to off the air. All my life been hustling and tonight is my appraisal. Because I'm a hooker selling songs and my pimp's a record label. Full of demon stocks and bonds and Bible traders. So I do the deed, get up and leave a climber and a sadist. Yeah. Are you ready for the sequel? Are you ready for the latest? In the garden of evil, I'm gonna be the greatest. In a golden cathedral, I'll be praying for the faithless. And if you lose,
the Wisconsin Comics Convention at the Wisconsin Center. Um, and this, this is a big deal. This is, of course, Panic at the Disco. Look at Mom made it. We actually, a lot of people are like, what song are you guys playing here? Hey, um, I'm getting sick. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of not announcing all the details. Well, here we go. Friday, June 28th. Like Marvel, like Sun at 5.30 p.m. Boy Retrocast at 8 p.m. And on Saturday, June 29th at 7 p.m. We'll be the Blake and Sal Show live. And then at 11 p.m. There'll be Clerks Minute Beyond the series finale. Did you say live? Live. Live. live show, but I'm, I'm specifically calling it the Blade and Style Show Live because I've been wanting to do uh, that for a long, long time. Live, which means anything can happen. And in a one-hour span. Anything uh, <laughs> can happen in a one-hour span. Um, and we'll make a quick announcement here. We will be having live music at our Blade and Style Show show. I, I've, been, I've been working on something. So behind the scenes, we are getting so, live music. So something good? Fun. Oh, it's going to be fun. Something cool. Karaoke? No. Okay. Hey, we have an hour. We literally have one hour <laughs> to do stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm back. I'm really sorry about that. I just had like the biggest scare of my life. Okay, well, uh, well hang on a second. We're still promoting the, the con. Hang on. And um, so that's that. Be there. And all the information will be on our on the Blinkers Outro Facebook page and all, all, all over our social media. So while we were, while we were playing the, the con music, um, Sal texts me. He'll be right back. What the hell happened? <laughs> all right. So, all right. So really quick. So my mom had uh, a doctor's appointment this morning. She had to do a stress test. So, you know, those take like four or five hours. So I dropped her off when I came home from work. I obviously went to bed. I just woke up to record the show. All of a sudden, you know, we're talking. I hear the door open, and the door's, like, wide open, the front door, and there's a car outside my house. Now, I forgot that my brother-in-law just got a new car, so I didn't recognize this car. And then I go, and, like, it's really quiet down there. So I'm like, oh, my God, someone's fucking breaking into the house. <laughs> so I'm like going downstairs. I'm like ready to punch a bitch, and it's my mom scavenging for stuff because she's going to my sister's house. <laughs> wow, I, I, is she trying to tell you something, Sal? <laughs> Sal, leave now, please. I, come with me. Go to a storm cellar. All right, we got a lot to get into. Okay, let's do this. Did somebody call for the Easter Boy Rick Flair to come on here and say a thing or two? Quickly, you all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. What a rush. Oh, 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 what a rush. What are all your full frames? I'm the only one who blows my girl. Lana is the best. Lana number one. You just gonna stand up there looking like a nose ring model? Or you gonna come to the ring like I asked you to and face me like a man? Stop. Listen. Because. Because. Because I am Lance Catamaran. All right, so last year, I'm going to tell a story here. I'm going to tell a little story to set up our, our show here. Last year, um, there was a little show called All In. <laughs> yeah. And me and you, Dad, we were really into All In. We were getting into it. We hyped it up. We were talking about it all summer. And then it happened. And we were static. So, that was last year. And all summer, we're, we're hyping up all in. And the other guy on the side of this show 
is making fun of us, pretty much. <laughs> like, you're getting into this <laughs> show. There's some indie show you guys are really into. And now here we are one year later, almost a year later. And we just had AEW double for nothing. Double for nothing. And we'll get into the show in a second. But this guy over here, Sal, changes his Twitter name to Sal is all elite. <laughs> We Bro, told I'm so you hyped. so. I'm so fucking hyped. It's not even funny. Let's oh do this. God. Let's I, fucking I, do this. Let's bring the war back. I didn't find it so amazing that a year, a year later, you know what I mean? <laughs> but look, you know, you you've known me longer than probably most people do. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes me a while to turn around to something. <laughs> so the fact that it only took a year is actually quite amazing. Impressive. <laughs> So let's get into things. We'll get into the whole show. Not the whole show. We don't have time for that. But let's get into the highlights. Of course, AEW, Double or Nothing, happened on Saturday in Las Vegas. Um, I loved, during the pre-show, when they were joking about the fact that the attendance is really close to 13,000, but they round up to 20,000. That made me laugh really hard. Um, <laughs> it made me laugh. Okay. Let's talk about this. First things first. How did JR, Excalibur, Alec Marvez do on the as commentary? Um, since, since Dad just took a big bite of his burger, I'll ask Dal first. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention that I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy right now. Um, <laughs> and as far as, as far as the commentary is concerned, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it this way because it's going to sound really weird because, you know, but it was cute and endearing because it seems like amateurish. You know what I mean? Okay. Like just like oh, what do we do now? What do we talk about now? <laughs> it was really cute. But as as the show went on, it got better, and it makes me realize how much I actually miss Jr. Because he did a great job. Well, I agree. I actually really I did not realize how much I miss Jr. Actually doing live play by play until Saturday. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed him because I'm because he kind of just lost steam on New Japan. He kind of lost steam over there. And it wasn't much fun, and uh, yeah, this kind of um, revitalized him a little bit. And by the way, the other guys, Excalibur, has been doing this for years in PWG. I loved him on this show. And anything that Jr. didn't know, he chimed up and helped him. I thought that was great. Yes. I don't know about Alex Marvez. That's how it I, did, I didn't like him on the buy-in. I was a fan of the buy-in, and I didn't really have an interest in him during the main show. So if I had an opinion, I did do JR and Excalibur, personally. Dad, not a year done eating your burger. Yeah. Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I think um, the team of JR and Excalibur did a fantastic job. Alex Marquez um, kind of chimed in like when he wanted to say something but really didn't provide – a lot of relevance to the commentary team, but that that's just my opinion. And you could tell that there's a revitalized JR um, when he was with New Japan and Josh Barnett. I mean, it, I think they were a little bit hindered on what they could say uh, because of uh, promotional inner workings. There or... was times I felt like JR was sleeping, like sleepwalking through commentary in New Japan. It was well, bad. It wasn't well, good. That's because I, I think they were curtailed by the promotion on, on what they can and can't say. And here's the thing. Well, they also weren't live. They weren't live. No. They were doing a tape show in yeah. a studio. Yeah. And you can tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, you're going through the motions like, 
Okay, now he's going to do a drop kick. Oh, my. Did that? He did a high drop kick. Look at that. And the opponent moved uh, one foot. Yeah, you know. Can you isolate that and add that to the uh, intro? <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I may have to. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I swear, by the time you get to the con, the opening of the wrestling center is going to be all inside jokes and no one's going to understand it. No one's going to get it. <laughs> well, the people that listen to our That's podcast fine. will get it. Oh, my God. So, I, I enjoy the con. All 16 of them. <laughs> hey, we have a lot of people. Holy cow, we got more. Anyway, um, let's move on to one of the big surprises. And... Sal texts me because we're on about a ten minute, like, about, about, well, about two or three minute delay. Yeah, yeah. Sal, during the show, because we were watching it, you know, we paid the hippie bucks, we watched the show. This guy <laughs> over here, and I'll, 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 I'll call you out on the air. I'll call you out on the air. No, you, no, no. You, you found a stream. I'm not gonna say where. But you found a stream and watched the stream. Uh, <laughs> the stream was down by the river. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he was on a bit of a delay. So we're watching it. And I'm like, awesome. And all of a sudden, like, three minutes, like, maybe two minutes later, I'll get texted from him freaking out about something. It was, it was, it was actually pretty hilarious throughout the night. So then, <laughs> we're watching the women's match, and it's Kylie Ray, who, by the way, I adore Kylie Ray. I don't even know why. I just adore her. And Miss Overly Perkins. That's because she's barely 2.0. I adore her so much. Um, Nyla Rose and Dr. Britt Baker, um, who people were wondering, she is legitimately a dentist, and she went back to work yesterday. She legitimately runs the dentist's office. Like, this is not a joke. She oh, shut up, really? It's legit. In Boston, she legitimately runs the dentist's office. Yep. Like, it's completely legit. Who do you think will fix the wrestler's teeth when something happens? It's not a gimmick. Like, it's a real thing. <laughs> she is licensed. So, um, one thing Tony Khan talked about, like the fact that she is a li- she actually went to school and she got to do both of her both of her loves, which is yep. great. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But anyway, so we're watching and Brandy Rhodes comes out. And I knew an I cringe from it, and I'm like, she's going to get put in this match. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And then she brought out Awesome Kong. <laughs> Her backup. Sal, what was your reaction? Um, I legitimately freaked out. <laughs> I absolutely love her, and she's, like, one of my favorites. And I was totally not expecting it, like, at all. And it was just such a nice, like, surprise. You know what I mean? You know, if there's one thing all Elite pulled off, is keeping their surprises surprises. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. she she looked great, and, and being in glow helped. And she has a lot of weight to be on glow. Oh yeah, and better shape than ever before. Oh yeah, and she looked amazing in the ring. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to a match between her and Nyla Rose and see what happens. Well, the rumor was this is going to be a one-off. Well, All Elite announced she has signed a contract, and she is signed to All Elite Wrestling. Well, there you go. With the provision of, that of yeah. course. Season three of Glow yeah. is in production, right. but she can go do Glow without any problems. There you go. So, hey, there you go. She gets to do wrestling but, and Glow at the same time. But here's the thing. When AEW reaches out to you, it's probably with the potential that you're going to sign. That, and they, they see something in you. So that's everything, you yep. know? There you go. So that's a big deal. So then we had the um, Best Friends in Helico Jack Heavens match. Which, by the way, for those wondering, I'm in the middle of moving the show to DVD. But I we spent 50 bucks on it. I want to keep it for historical reasons. So I'm in the middle of moving the show DVD yeah. as we speak, and I had just rewatched this. So I just rewatched this match. And um, best friends and, and Helico Jack Evans, and the match ends, and they're hugging about the hug, and the lights go out, and then a mysterious team comes into the ring. 
And everyone is reacting, who the hell are these guys? What the hell is going on? And then the lights go off, lights come back on, and their entire army comes in for some reason. That was weird. And then they attack everybody. <laughs> so, pray tell, did you find information? Now, watching this, I looked at you, I'm like, why should I should know these guys? Like, why do I not know these guys? So, the two men in the ring, you, did they name the Super Smash Brothers ring a bell to you? Mm, vaguely, but okay. go on. So, as I told Sal, I'll explain the Super Smash Brothers to you. Okay. To our audience. The Super Smash Brothers were a major team when the, when the Young Bucks were coming up. Okay. And the Young Bucks and Super Smash Brothers, they had a huge rivalry and a huge feud in PWG, and they were going to go to the Ring of Honor. And the, the, I should note, the Super Smash Brothers from Canada, they, um, they found out they had visa problems, and it sounds like they were working in America illegally, and they got shipped back to Canada, <laughs> and the visas got taken away. Why is it that, you know, all these wrestlers seem to have visa problems? Oh, no, but this is a situation where they didn't have a visa. I know that. They didn't have one. They didn't go to a company. They just showed up in America and started wrestling. Pax got a visa no, no, problem? No, 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 okay. This is different. All right, this is different. This is completely different. Oh, this is different because they never attempted to right. get a visa. Got right. it. Right. They got were in this country okay. illegally. Got Pac it. is just dealing with our fucked up government. The Super Smash Brothers, <laughs> they had different problems. This is got the situation it. where they came in illegally got and they got screwed it. by yeah. themselves. Well, there you go. So, a lot of people may have seen them on a match when they went up to Canada and the Young Bucks requested the Super Smash Brothers to be on a show, mm -hmm. and that was on Honor Club, but that was one match, mm -hmm. like, last year. Okay. Well, here they are. Apparently, when you work with the right people, you get your visas working. So. <laughs> here they are! So, <laughs> are, are, are we... Is it safe to assume that the rivalry will continue? I believe so. Okay. I like it. I like it. What do you think of the Super Smash Brothers now that you know who they are, Sal? Sal. Sorry, you were breaking up. What was that? I said, what do you think of them now that you know who they are? Um, Seems like they're going to be, uh, an, <laughs> no pun intended, an elite group. As you do there. There. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up, let's talk about Cody. <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah. Cody. Um, Cody. Our Cody. fearless leader. He, um, so, this, this has been a bone of, of um, controversy this past weekend. He brought out a throne, and then Brandy, in Stephanie's fashion, literally, if you watch it, frame for frame... She's doing the exact same Stephanie mannerisms, period. It was it was eerie to watch when you watch it, like, frame for frame. Like when she handed him the sledge? Yeah, it, it's hysterical. She was literally doing the Stephanie in her hand project. It was hysterical. And she hands him the sledge. Brandy and Chief? What was that? Brandy and Chief? Yeah. Or Chief Brandy officers, I think. Chief Brandy. Chief Brandy. And um, so Cody runs back up the ramp. And take the sledgehammer and smash it to the throne. <laughs> and then comes back down. So, in the moment, we're all freaking out like, oh my god, it's attacking your Triple H. <laughs> and then, in wrestling Twitter world, which I, by the way, I hate wrestling on Twitter. Uh, okay, let's, let's just throw that out there. Hate wrestling on Twitter. But um, in wrestling Twitter world, um, everyone's like, oh my god, they attacked the WWE. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was pretty cool. It was a really cool moment to see. Well. And then, some, and then Sal sent me a meme. Somebody said it was a Game of Thrones reference, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even look close no, no. to the... So, okay. I tell Sal, uh -huh. and Sal yells at me. This is hysterical. Sal, the, 
the people wonder, me and Stout talk all the time. Wait, 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 so Stout yelled at me because I go and say, Tony Khan said yeah. that this is a War. Triple H thing. He said this straight up in the press room. He said it was. And Sal's reaction was, who the fuck is Tony Khan? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> no, no, Sal. Which he... was amazing. I thought that was the funniest thing that happened all the week. No, <laughs> no, no, Sal. He is not the hot new rapper on the scene. Tony Khan who runs his company. And tell them, who the fuck is Tony Khan? What does he know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I could have backtracked and played it off uh, with that uh, stupid conspiracy theory that one, that Vince Russo came up with. Oh, my that God. All, uh, oh, my what's wrong with that? Vince McMahon's idea. Okay. Wait okay. Let's talk about that. You heard about this? You no. About this yet? Bring okay. it up now. Okay. Bring, Bring it up. up. Bring it up. Vince Russo yes. threw out a theory because of this and the Sami Zayn clip we started at the beginning of the show with. And there is no way in hell that WWE and AEW are not working together. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am not kidding. Wait, <laughs> what the hell is this guy drinking in or smoking? Oh my god! Like, I forgot about that. Okay, okay no, wait, wait, is he is he bucking for a job someplace? No, he's an idiot. <laughs> That's besides the point. His podcast partners quit. His podcast partners gonna quit. The back crew was working with him. Well, that's that's because that's because let, let's look in this in. How can I put retrospect? Vince Russo is an idiot. Is a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, when you do writing jobs for wrestling promotions, and the main people come to you and say your writing is good for shit, and you take offense to it and say, "Well, I'm taking my ball and going home," like a little kid, and no matter where you go, you bring your bridges. You're a dumbass, and that's just my perspective. All right, I'm looking. I'm looking on Twitter right now because it's got a lot of attention. It got a lot of attention yesterday. So I'm trying to find it. While I'm trying to find this, let's move on because there's a lot of stuff going on because of the okay. truth and consequences issues and well, the podcast. Well, yeah, well, and, and then of course I uh, I uh, told Sal that who the person under the Luchasaurus mask was. Yes, who was it? Judas. Remember Judas from Big Brother? And he uh, left and went to uh, Lucha? Uh-oh. Apparently, Sal hung up on us. Sal, you there? Sal, you back? Sal. And it begins. Blame it on the rain that was falling, falling. Blame it on the stars. Tornadoes. That's what I'm going to name this episode. Uh, <laughs> okay. I just think it's that song too. It's literally head bobbing to it. <laughs> I, I don't even know my joke, but my, my mic lowered. So I'm going to name this episode All Elite Tornadoes. Oh, there you at go. This point. Uh, so I found the tweet, by the way. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All, wait, All Elite Tornadoes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> watching Raw on DVR. This is Vince Russo, by the way. Okay. This is straight off his Twitter. Watching Raw on DVR, unless WWE is in bed with All Elite Wrestling. They have absolutely lost their minds by acknowledging them on their flagship show. Number one, never acknowledge number two. Conspiracy, not when you look at Paul Heyman, ECW being about WWE from the jump. Uh, and then, and then, oh, and then, and then, there's no question 
the WWE and all elite wrestling are in bed together. None. Several things don't add up. When you look at the entire picture, it becomes evident. <laughs> and the entire picture would Does be... it now. And don't, under, don't understand me. If WWE and all elite are working together, as I believe they are, it's a good thing. And if it makes the wrestling product better for the casual fans, I'm just saying, don't be worked. This has to. This has happened once before. ECW, WWE history tends to repeat itself. No, they are not <laughs> working together. About? I have no idea. They are not working together. Tony Khan has says that this is like a war against, uh, against WWE, and they're basically showing Vince. Who? 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 What? Who? Who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're showing Vince that he's not the only fish in the sea. That there is another organization that's going to have talent that they're going to utilize, and they're going to have good wrestling matches and good storylines, good promos, rather than listen to the crap that the mad genius is spitting out. By the way, I like to make a note. I, I'm, a, I'm hilarious looking at this because he he um he is actually uh he says in a tweet here that I don't tweet much, and then he spends 15 tweets telling me to doesn't tweet much. <laughs> You know, Mr. <laughs> Russo needs some professional help. That's hilarious to me. I'm sorry. Can, can we call Dr. Shelby? I understand. He's a very religious person, and I understand he thinks he's all, all like, the top shit in the world, but shut the fuck up already. <laughs> Come on. Can we send Dr. Shelby right. to uh Let's get back to the show. Okay. 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 Right. We have to talk about it. Cody right. Dustin. Holy shit. What a match. <laughs> Sal? Wow. Um, question for you. Go ahead. I I saw a lot of people online complain about um the amount of you know blood that happened during that match. I may have been one of them. I may have been one of them. <laughs> I was gonna say what what was your I mean I could see I could see everyone's point, but at the same time it's like you know maybe it was an accident. <laughs> okay, so Dustin cut Dustin bladed. He bladed. And I think he nicked. I think he nicked a little too far in, and it got a little out of hand. <laughs> and like, I, I'm not opposed to blood. I'm not. Like, Kenny Omega broke his nose, and thus then was bleeding the rest of the match. We'll get to that later. But like, I'm not opposed to that happening. You know, it happens. Matches you get hurt. It's gonna happen. But that was ridiculous. The the rule is, if you're yeah. juicing or, or blading, you do it like above your eyebrow, where you can get that blood, and all someone's got to do is do a couple punches, and it opens up. I think what Dustin did is he missed the spot, just continued anyway, and the minute he got done, and you can see his head, it was just coming out, and Cody didn't even have to put a punch on it. It just came on its own. Yeah, it did. And also, oh, sorry, it's got news that um, Pac's not on the IEW um, roster anymore. Anyway, sorry. Uh -oh. <laughs> sorry about that. Just got, I'm, I'm literally going to try to look at something else up, but I had to pop up on my screen. Breaking news. Yeah, that just broke. Anyway, um, the thing was, and he even said it, um, he messed up. He just admitted he messed up a little bit. He went a little too deep, and it happened. Oh, yeah, you know? and, you know. You know uh, what's bad? When Cody's hair is red. Well, you, <laughs> you, know, you know what's bad when you got Dustin, who's getting up or trying to get up, He's on all fours in the ring, and the blood is just dripping, pouring off of him, and he's not doing anything. And he can't do anything about it. He can't do anything about it either. And so. the, the, like I said, the odd thing that got me is the ref didn't put on gloves. 
I don't know if they because they didn't wear him in the, in the um, Omega Jericho match either. So no, I don't know and, if they have the and, thing and, there. and I don't know if they have any type of protocol in place for Maybe it. Maybe not yet. Maybe they were prepared but, for it. But you know, it's, it's, and my I also thing, don't think they expected this kind of blood. Because remember, Cody Aldis, he bladed, but it wasn't this bad. Right. You know what I mean? So. And, and the thing is, is, is Cody had to go along with Dustin to basically do the rest of the match. But you can tell uh, on Cody's face, he was having some some concerns for Dustin because everyone thought because of the amount of blood he was losing that he was going to pass out. Sal, what do you think? You brought the question up. What do you think? Um, You know, I, I thought it was excessive. I'm not going to lie. Um, I thought it was kind of unnecessary considering it really felt like nothing had led to that type of bleeding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it was, you know, it was obvious that it wasn't done because of a move. And, you know, I just kind of thought, well, maybe he kind of just missed the mark because he hasn't done it for so long and kind of cut the wrong way. It's well, true. Going into the exposed turnbuckle, and that's the other thing, is the turnbuckle pad came off real easy. Well, I think they were tied on. They weren't tied that long, tight. Well, I think they were tied that tight. I think they and, weren't tight that Which surprises me. Right. With all the error moves that were going on in the first half of that show, and they weren't tight in that time. I, I think by going into Unless the, they loosened it, renewing it, renewing it, that spot. That's probably. And then... When Dustin hit that area, yeah, it caused some more blood to kind of come out. But I think that's what they wanted people watching the match to kind of say is, well, he's bleeding worse now because he hit the, the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, I have to say the match was good. It was a great story. It, it, was, a great it, it, story. it was a great match and a little too excessive because it kind of all reminded me about like a – a Sabu, Rob Van Dam, or... I was or... thinking that. It felt very ECW. Yeah, yeah. So... I, 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 I'm I not up there with everybody saying this was match of the night. People are saying this could be match of the year. I don't, I'm not up there with it. I, I just... I was just... I just... The blood was too much for me. Sal, what do you think? I agree. Uh, it was a great match. I don't think it was the match of the night. Um, but it was definitely a good match. And, I mean, you know me, I... I pop for you know the, the littlest drop of blood in a match, but it, it was a little excessive for me as well. But at that the same time, you know, I'm yeah. not like easily offended or anything. That says something. With Sal offended by some kind of blood, well, it says something. I was kind of you wondering whether or not they're going to have medical personnel around because for as much blood as Dustin was losing, you know, he was getting up, and you could tell that it was starting to affect him because when he tried to get up, he kind of stumbled in, in some spots and. Uh, you know, I think Cody did his best to make sure that uh, he or Dustin weren't going to get injured by what was happening. Uh, but I like the way the match kind of ended. Yes. Cody winning was great. Yeah. I mean, Cody was great. And then the rumor going into the match was this is going to be Dustin's last match. That was the word going in. He even said that so many words at the press conference the night before. But then Cody said, no, you're not retiring. I need my older brother to tag with me against the Young Bucks. I, I'm not doing it justice. C- Cody was amazing. But we have Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin at Fire the Fallen. That's that's amazing. I can't believe that match is happening. To me, that's a like a dream match. Uh, and to have this type of match, this means now you set the bar high for the card. And you have to have 
matches that are equal equal that or over it. Fight of the Fallen is kind of a house show that they're airing. It's not a pay-per-view. But the thing is, though, if you're going to have this type of caliber of a match, you got to make sure the rest of the card is also. But do you have to, though? Yeah. It's going to be the main event. Because here's the thing. thing. People going into this are going to expect it. Not really. I would. I wouldn't because this this is a charity show. Why do they follow the charity show? I, I know, but I, I still expect to have some quality matches, not like throwaway well, I'm matches. Gonna be, I'm not going to be crap. I'm no. just saying I'm not expecting a yeah. five-star clinic that day. No, no. I, I mean, expecting... the other matches that follow the Fallen okay. are Allie versus Brandy Rose and Kenny Omega versus Chima. Well, there you go. So those are the other matches that follow the Fallen so far. Um, All right. Let's move on to the other big surprise, the next big surprise, which was Bret Hart, Sal. Your thoughts? I I think I popped more for him than I did when Awesome Kong came out. I mean, this a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, what are you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can explain. Bret Hart came out to to show us off the new title belt. Apparently, this belt was supposed to be Ric Flair's. Correct. And obviously, Flair cannot be in Vegas because of all his health problems. Luckily, he's alive, and at the end of the day, that's the top priority. But he was supposed to have the road. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Ric Flair walked out? That's what the roof would have came off that oh, he was supposed to, That was supposed to be his spot. Yeah. And obviously, he couldn't be there because of his illness, his health issues, which is why his um his um Rose got canceled. Manager? No, it was oh. Rose. He had Rose. Oh, yeah, that's right. That got that's right. I think they're going to do that at StarCast 3 in Chicago. Yeah. So... So, the belt came, Brett brought out the belt. What do you think of the belt, Sal? I I like it. I think it's a beautiful belt. Of course, people online were complaining that there's, there it was no thought put into it, which I think is completely bogus. <laughs> um, but they, I, it, I like it. I mean, it's different. It's, it's you know, it's, it's huge. And I don't know if you saw that video that uh, Cody posted online, like an up-close video. I did. I and it looks it. even better, like, up-close. It's very IWGP World Heavyweight Championship-like, which is a compliment. Correct. Because the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is one of the prettiest belts in the business. Right. Dad, what do you think? It, it, it's nothing like what the WWE belts are. It, it's this, not colorful. No, well, no. <laughs> it's, it's it's not ostentatious. It's not green. You know, where you got, like, removable not what? That what? Twenty four seven. Why are you using big words? <laughs> but it, it's, you said it's, ostentation, and it blew up Sal's mind. <laughs> but, what? Uh, op- collation? What? No, no, ostentatious. Yes, Austin Aries Sentatious, yes. Okay, let's move on, continue, continue. This is all but this is all yeah, you know, it, it's not like Why that. are you using SAP words on me? <laughs> but it's it's nothing like where you got the, the plates that you can move on the sides and put, you know, other it's plates. Old school. It's very old school. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like a, a respect where they kind of made it old school, but they also put some modern edge to it, which I think is nice. And, you know... There is I, a nameplate on the bottom. It's very small, but there is a nameplate yeah. on the bottom. But that's how it should be, though. Yeah. Screw the nameplate on. Screw it on you know? and take it off. Not, like, get on the sides. But to me, it's like, you know, there's the old saying that, you know, championship belts is, like, with 10 pounds of gold. This one, I think, is a little bit more than 10 pounds. Yeah, it's true. 
Um, yeah. I, I, I bring this up as something that's going to talk about later on in the show, but MJF is such an asshole, and I love it. MJF is the, one of the best heels in wrestling right now. He brought he came out and he confronted him, Hangman and Brett. Hangman came out because he's on one of the Battle Royal, and he's going to be facing the winner of Omega Jericho. And MJF is amazing. Well, M- he's amazing. And MJF, the fact that he's only 23 years old, but, he's fucking amazing. But here's the thing. MJF's character in MLW is the same way. I know, I know, I know. He, he's the same way everywhere. He got booed out of the StarCast bomb. He got booed out of the StarCast. Yeah. I mean, if man, he can boot I anywhere. I mean, when he's in character, he's in character. Sal, you've never, got, you've never seen MJF before. What are your thoughts on MJF? Um, he gave me a stippy. Well then. Well then. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you, I mean, you know, I love my heels, and oh my god, was he amazing on that mic? I know he is. In, I, I am. I, I keep teasing this. There's an interview coming up later in the show, where today's show, where I talk about MJF, and we were talking about how good of a heel MJF truly is, and I said. The minute you see his face, you want to and, and, and you, you want to boo him. You, you want to hit him. You want you just want to when you punch him. Yeah, it's a fantastic because because he's an arrogant smartass, and that's how he's getting over. It's great. Just the way I like him. So we move on. We have the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros, which is by far my favorite match of the evening. Oh hell Sally, yeah! Sally, this is your first full fledged Young Bucks match. What are your thoughts? Um. That was probably the most entertaining match that I've seen in a very long time. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the match that I was probably the most quiet texting-wise to you. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and it was the... And CJ had already gone to bed at this point because he passed out during um, before Cody Dustin. Because at the time, he went out. He actually missed the first hour of the show because he decided to go out on his blade to hang out with his friends. So he didn't the first hour of the show. Uh, Such a teenager. Eh, he's, getting, he's a tween. He's getting there. He just wanted to go out. It, it, was, it was 85 degrees outside. I didn't blame the guy. I really didn't blame him. It was 85 degrees outside. But he... um. He fell asleep, so he wasn't in the room. But we were we this is the match that kinda of woke us up because we were trying not to be too loud. Yeah. And this is the match that kinda of woke us up because it was it was amazing. Oh, it's one of those <laughs> matches that if you turned around, you missed a couple of matches. So if you close your moves, eyes, you moves, missed a couple of matches. Moves, moves, moves. I'm moves. sorry. Moves. <laughs> matches, moves. Uh, uh yeah, but this is like this is the most entertaining match of the evening because it kind of brought up uh, people's, I guess you would even call it their their not their spirits but their energy, where they were getting all geared up to keep that energy level high for the uh, main event. And what was fun is that they were doing like tributes to like the Motor City Machine Guns mm-hmm. and yep. to El Generico and Kevin Steen. Yep. They were doing all these tributes, but if you didn't know them. Then you can still enjoy the moves. Like it was, yeah. it was amazing. Like it was absolutely insane oh, yeah. what I was seeing in that ring. And I, I love tag team wrestling, and this is the match why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the match why I oh, love yeah. the tag team wrestling. Yeah, you got the two teams that complement each other so well, and they basically got the house excited, kept them excited, kept them at that level to basically carry on over to the main event. And I'm telling you, all four of those wrestlers, you know, I. I Give them all their props because they did it. They did it justice with that match. I, it was just it surprised me at the Bucks won 
I'm not going to lie, it really surprised me that the Bucks won because the titles were on the line. But I guess this will lead to a rematch. I, they're doing a, I heard they're doing a rematch at a Triple A show yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so I was very surprised. I really enjoyed the match, though. That was amazing. So then it led to our main event. And by the way, one of these two matches could have been flip-flopped and nobody would have complained. I thought I made it Yeah. But the reason they did this main event was because of the ending. We had Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, the winner facing Handmaid Page at a future date. We're going to assume it's at All Out. We'll get to All Out in a few minutes. We haven't gotten there yet. We'll talk about that when we get there. But Omega, Jericho. I didn't know what was, how this match was going to go. I really wasn't sure. And I really, really enjoyed this. Again, I'll throw it to Sal first with Omega and Jericho. This is Jericho's new heel gimmick. And Omega, this is one of your first matches seeing Omega. What do you think? Um, very enjoyable. Uh, I, I, oh. the fact that I haven't really, you know, witnessed live them two together. I was thrown right into it, and I completely understood what was going on. I didn't feel lost. Uh, I didn't feel like, what, you know, what, what's all the hype about, you know what I mean? So... Kenny um, you know, I mean, is just an amazing star to begin with. Obviously, Sherco is an amazing star to begin with. So it really wasn't that much to sell me on the fact that this was supposed to be a really good match. It's true. To me, you know, it was a really good match. Sal, just so you know, you're you're coming in a little um crackly. Just so you know. Blame uh, <laughs> on the rain. Yeah, we will. We'll blame it on the rain. But anyway, um, I will say, I I. I I, I was going to be honest here. This match was great. I, I, it was phenomenal. I thought it was fantastic. I hate to be, I hate to be this guy, but I really enjoyed the New Japan match more. It's just my personal opinion. I really enjoyed Omega um, Omega versus um, Jericho one more. But that's just me. As someone that's for both matches, but this is a great match. Dad, your thoughts? I was going to echo the same summit that the match with New Japan. It seemed like they pulled out all the stops and in well, and out. It was also the, with a no DQ match. It's right. with a no DQ you know, match. And, so. You know, in and out of the ring and doing everything else, you know, and things of that nature. Um, so after you watch a match like that, you're basically assuming that you're going to have this rivalry continue with that same type of energy. However, they dialed it down a little bit because I didn't, I don't know. Uh, if the crowd would react the way the same, the New Japan crowd would I don't react. think so. I put the fact that this was the main event, and in New right. Japan it wasn't. Right. That was not the main event. Right. So. so, I mean, they went out, they did their finishers, you basically... But, but you know, if you, you noticed, know. if you did notice one thing, the, um, the one we angel, that, um, is that, um, Kenny's finisher? Yeah, one That was angel. never hit. He never hit it. No, because... That's impressive. Jericho blocked it, so I yeah, mean... Yeah, but he never hit it, meaning right. Jericho never kicked out of it. And that's right. important. Right. It's very important to right. know. Right. But I, um, Jericho's new finishing move, I heard about it. I'd never actually seen it. I know Sal is freaking out about it. The um, What was the name of the move, Sal? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's something new to it? look at because you know, it's been around for so long. I mean, it's, it's time for something new, and, you know, it, it works. What was the name of it again? I forgot. Um, the Judas something. I just can't think of it right now. Oh, the, yeah, the Judas something. I don't remember. I think of it. But I it was cool. It knocked out Omega. And then Jericho won. And so it's Jericho versus Hangman Page at a future date. I think it's called the Judas Effect. Judas Effect. There it is. The Judas Effect. Judas Effect. There it is. 
Um, so that's fun. So then, Jericho gets on the mic. And by the way, I look at the clock. We had 20 minutes left in the pay-per-view. I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of time left. Yep. And, um, by the way, I appreciate, I didn't make a note before you get to the ending. I appreciate the pay-per-view ending 15 minutes early. I thought that was fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, anyway, so Jericho gets on the mic and he starts talking about, he's kind of, he's continuing his promos that he was cutting on the, um, all the accounts and on his show and all this stuff, talking about how everyone should thank, the, everyone all should thank him for everything and he's asking for a thank you. And he's back to the crowd, and all of a sudden, wait, before I even explain this, Sal, what happened on your end? <laughs> um, well, my um, my stream cut right at the exact moment where he said, you all should be thanking me, and then <laughs> the feed cut, and then, you know, there's, like, obviously, you know, multiple, like, links and mirrors and stuff that you can click on, so, like, if one fails, you go to the other. Literally, like, all, like, 15 links just, like, went down at once, so I completely missed it live. So what happened was, I text him, ah, freaking out. <laughs> and he is... And I'm like, wait, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, because I still have the stream up at that point. Right, and I am, I, I, I had to move my car, and I'm outside, and then and Dave's texting me, because Dave didn't watch the show live, and he's at work. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I'm like, well, okay, so here's what happened. Remember, Mandy was laying on the couch. Lady was laying on the couch. She's half a, she was falling asleep, but she was yep. enjoying Omega Jericho. But she's ready yep. for bed. Ready for bed. And all of a sudden, the crowd starts popping. There's a figure walking through the stands. Yeah. And, well, walking is, is, a, is a different word. Because well, he, was, he, was, he was doing whatever he does. Briskly walking. Whatever he does. Yes. Coming through the crowd, hops the barricade, and is John fucking Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going to say, who the hell is John Moxley? John Moxley. For those who don't be initiated, is Dean Ambrose, who is now John Moxley in AEW and everywhere else, really. Um, his contract expired, and he put out a video that we I don't think we really talked about it for a little bit on the show, where he kind of broke the internet as Mox. But Moxley comes out, he attacked um, Jericho, by the way, my favorite part of this is Jericho looking at Moxley and saying, What are you doing here? You don't work here. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing, and then Jer- and then Omega and then I'm um, sorry, and then he um, hits the DDT on Jericho, and then he then he turns around to Paul Turner who refereed the match, and he hit the DDT on Paul Turner. <laughs> so hard. It was like a stone cold moment. For no reason. There was no reason for this. And then he goes to the ring, and he's he's there's a picture going around of him in the ropes with his arm in the air, breathing in the air, and that was an amazing thing. And then he turns around and he he. Omega gets up, and then he does this whole thing like, come on, like Nakamura would do. And Omega gets up, and he goes to the DDT and Omega, and then Omega and Moxie start brawling. (laughs) The crowd, might I add, has not stopped screaming. They have not stopped. And they (laughs) brawl into the crowd up the stage to the top of the set where these chips are set up for double or nothing. It's very casino. These massive chips that said double or nothing on them. And they burl up there to the point where they knock over one of the chips, which is hilarious, by the way. They get up there. And they're brawling. And finally, Moxley hits the DDT on Omega. And then he picks him up and he throws him off the chips. Uh, off, yeah, off, off the yeah. Off the chips, hits the stage, and then he poses as we go off the air. Yeah. And everybody went yep. crazy. Dad, your thoughts? Well, I guess we know now... Where 
Max is at? Well, there's a lot more to this, but Sal, well, from someone who, but here's my part. So I explain all this to Sal. Yeah. And he's like, you're lying. <laughs> no. No, no. Because he thought I was making all this up to make him feel bad for his stream lying. Okay. So then I yeah. had to go on Twitter and I'm grabbing pictures and I'm sending you pictures. <laughs> to, to, to prove that what I'm saying. And then he flipped out. I said he flipped. Oh, there you go. Okay. So Sal, after you found out what the hell happened, your thoughts. Um, before before I give you my thoughts, did you um did you see the little poll that I put on our Twitter that night? No, I didn't actually. Oh, okay. And so I, I put up a poll uh, after you went to bed, and I said, so what did everyone think of AEW Double or Nothing? Um, there were four options. Loved it. It was meh. I didn't like it. And holy shit, Mox. Uh, 77% of the vote went to loved it. 0% said meh. 2% said I didn't like it, which I want to know who that person is. And this is out of 47 people, by the way. And 21% said, holy shit, Mox. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No, I, I would have retweeted it. I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. I didn't know about that. <laughs> but, uh... um, but, I mean, so here's the thing. If the rumors were running rampant. It was pretty obvious that it was going to happen. But there was still that uncertainty in the air of, you know, was it all a work? Uh, WWE was it storyline. You know what I mean? Like, no right. one really knew. For sure, and I think that's why people were so hyped up and excited about it, because even though, like, we kind of knew that, yeah, he definitely left, and, you know, this was definitely the best option, and this was probably going to happen, we still didn't know for sure, because, I mean, even you and I, Blake, we were, we were texting, we're like, all right, so when does he come back on Raw? Right. So... Uh, let me say a couple of things. I do have a lot of news to get to, and most of it has to do with AEW. And we'll get to all of it in a minute. Okay. Today, this morning, we're on, since Wednesday when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, on Talk is Jericho. John Moxley was on Talk is Jericho. I'm not going to go through the whole thing here. Okay. But I, I, if you're a podcast person, I'm listen to this show. You're a podcast person. Listen to this show. It's about 90 minutes. Put it on 1.5 speed if you have to. That's how I listen to it. But... It is a fantastic listen of a man who was disgruntled for a year before he left. <laughs> yes. It is amazing to listen to. He decided he was leaving in July 2018, but he needed his contract to expire, and he did not want to quit. And it's an amazing story. It's an amazing interview. There's a written version also on Wrestling Inc. and all over the place, but listen to it because the tone in Moxley's voice is insane because I've never heard him so happy. I have never heard him so happy. And, and it, it really think... puts a, a, um, a spotlight on what really is going on backstage. Yes, yes. He did, he did not – he used his attitude of, I'm never going back, so fuck you all. I'm going to say whatever I want. That's what happened. You know? Because <laughs> my the understanding that I got is when he said he was burnt out, I, I kind of looked at it, he's burnt out with the company because yes. of there's working schedule – and that ain't he, the issue. No, that no, wasn't the issue. Though. No, no, but let me let me finish. And then with his injury and everything, and trying to do something with the character, you know, and, and presenting ideas, and we get shut down, and shut down, and shut down, and shut down. Yeah, that's where I'm going. And, and basically, you know, your your boss says, "Oh, give me an idea," and you give him an idea, and you get shut down because Vince thought of you not as a great main event Carter but as a superb 
mid-carter and how dare you give me ideas like that because you know you're you're like a nothing and i'm vince mcmahon so when you get treated like that what's your other recourse true so that all being said go listen to that interview go find a written copy if you need to but it's definitely worth a listen but instead of our normal news jingle to get into the news i want to play the first promo that jock moxley cut and put online right after aw double or nothing one day they will all come to my funeral just to make sure that i stay dead but today is not that day i'm alive my heart is still beating and i'm breathing fresh air for the first time in a long time my name is john moxley and i am on a mission to reclaim my soul. And I know I'm not the only one who thinks, you know, it's about time this industry got a facelift. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We have a mission to knock the pillows of this industry on their ass. We ain't reading history books anymore, baby. We writing them. All right, Sal. Let's go to the news. <laughs> that was great. Let's go to the news and go ahead, take it. Boom. Oh, okay. Um, John Moxley signed a full-time, multi-year contract with AEW. That's incredible. Obvious. But that wasn't even the top thing that came out of this week. It's just been the craziest did, did, week of news ever. Did they list a uh, salary for him? No. Okay. They're, they're not in public company. They don't have to. Okay. They don't have to do that. Okay. But there's more. There's so much more. There's more? So much more. Okay. First of all, Fighter Fest. The big show they're doing, Fighter Fest. Yeah. Moxley will be wrestling at this show. Okay. Against Joey Janela. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the uh, wild man, Joey Janela? Yes, um, okay. and it was set up on BTE, which is hilarious. Okay. By the way. All right. Um, and then, and then, get this. He also signed a contract with New Japan Wrestling. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Uh, okay, I, I got to digest this. So you're telling me, John Moxley, not only is saying a multi-year deal with AEW. Right. But has also signed a contract with New Japan. Right. Man, is he going to get the frequent flyer so, miles? Because on June 5th. So, yes. so, ahead, so, so does that mean New Japan is no longer working with ROH? No, they are. <laughs> There's more. Moxie can't appear on Ring of Honor television. <laughs> so, that's it. <laughs> so, Moxley... So, is going to be facing Drew Robinson for the United States Championship. In New Japan. On the, for, on the best of the Super Junior show. Okay. But, but it will air in America on June 7th on Access. Okay, so <laughs> just to kind of cut to the chase. Yes. We know he's not going to win the belt because that No, means, you don't know. Well, yeah, but that means he would have to go on ROH television. No, he wouldn't. Drew Robinson didn't bring the head belt on ROH television. He's, he's done one on one Once. on Rangers. Over what, 17 yes. appearances? Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that the 
hottest commodity. Yes. The 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 best free agent has signed two contracts in a matter of a week with a starting fledgling company. Well, not that fledgling. Is, a well, company no, that's going to be amazing. You know, <laughs> I mean, start a uh, starting company, upstart company. Right. You want to go upstart? Go upstart company, and then a uh, organization in Japan that has been known for years and years and years. Right. Wow, is his butt gonna get tired? Keep in mind that at um, the minion, um, Jericho is facing Okada. Yes. So you have two AEW wrestlers wrestling in New Japan now. So, <laughs> do you think there will be some little tension backstage? I have no idea. Sal, your thoughts on all this? Um, this explains why he uh, declined that quote-unquote big contract from WWE because now we get paid twice. Yeah, he, he never looked at that contract, by the way. He never looked at it. So he didn't know how much it was worth. <laughs> really? My understanding he didn't is, look at it. my understanding, he didn't want any offers from WWE. He got all. He got given it all. He, was, he said it. He said it on Jericho's show. Yeah. He got given an envelope, and then he gave the envelope back. Yeah. He didn't even open it. He didn't wow. Want, he, no, <laughs> he didn't want anything to do with that company anymore. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, wow. if, if if he could, how can I put it? If he could really say. A lot about what happened backstage. If he was allowed to say it, but he I, did. I, he did say no, a no, lot. No, no, no. <laughs> but there's other things, you know, backstage. At, I mean, if he would really, if you give him more time to basically say how, in backstage is kind of like, how can I put it? Uh, ignoring a lot of good ideas from the wrestlers that would basically have great storylines and good matches. You know, and the mad genius is is doing crap. It, it, oh. I know. The, I know. the frustration is amazing. By the way, I just got a text message from David to make sure I listened to the boxing interview on Jericho's show. Ah. <laughs> I just got a text message. Th- okay. th- thank you, David. Noted. Thank you, David. So, Sal, what's our next AEW news story? Uh, AEW announced uh, on August 31st at the Fear Center in Chicago. 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 Um, their next pay-per-view all out will happen. It's um just for the record, the Sears Center is two and a half hours away from us. <laughs> just wanted to make a note of that. It's Chicago. It's the same place they had all in at, and we couldn't get tickets to that one either. Yep. <laughs> Chicago. You could say it over and over again. We're Chicago. going. Hey, hey, I'm going to be completely honest here. Go ahead. I'm going to be completely upfront. Go ahead. And unless, unless. We can get in with AEW Media, which is not likely going to happen. There is <laughs> no way to hell we're going to be able to go all out. <laughs> I'm telling you right and there's now. There's two reasons. There's two valid reasons. Number one, we're going to Wizard World Chicago the week before. Got it. And I'm working and I'm at a PTO. <laughs> well, there you go. So, <laughs> and, and here, but, but here's the third reason. I guarantee you the minute those tickets. Start selling. 65 seconds. I'm going right there. 65 seconds. I'm t- I'm, no, no, no. I'm telling you. I'm telling you three minutes. I'm saying because it was four minutes for a 13,000 seat arena, and this only holds 11,000. So I'm going to chop it down two more minutes and go. Are you talking like two and, two and a half minutes? Get me, a minute wait, and a half. Get, okay. get me a ticket and I'll go. We'll see what happens. How about that? StarCast 3 will take place that weekend as well. So there you go. That is all out in Chicago. All right, let's move on. 
I mentioned it at the top of the show. MLW Fury Road is happening here at the Walkertown Expo Center on Saturday. This is the next day after you hear this show. We're not going to do a full preview here because I sat down with Rick Pokini. And yes. um, we I sat down with him about 45 minutes. And we previewed this entire show, including talking about his career. And we actually had about a 20-minute conversation about hockey in here, too. Did, did, to you, did you pick his brain? It was a really good talk, really okay. good interview. And we're going to play it here. Well, thank you, Thank you. We're going to play it here, and we'll get on with the show. All right. As promised, on the line from Major League Wrestling, where we will be going to see Fury Road at the Long Expo Center. Well, tomorrow, when people hear this, Rich Burkini. Rich, how you doing? Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I, it was funny. I was telling my wife, I have an interview with Rich Burkini, and she's like, who? I'm like, Rich Brennan. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say oh oh that Millhouse guy. I still get that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to be remembered for it's nice to be remembered for something, I suppose. Hey, you know what? Sometimes that sometimes that actually works. Remember we're in the universe where it's for, also known as because John Moxley also known as Dean Ambrose. So you're that's, also known as Rich Brennan. So that works out that's nice. right. Well, yeah. I, you know, I I actually told the story. I, I thought I saw in a news clip somewhere that Rich Brennan died in like a he was electrocuted or something a couple of years ago. I could be wrong though. I don't know. <laughs> oh, is it like is it like um, El Generico who died down in Mexico? Kind of, yeah, yeah. It was either it was either you know electrocution or some kind of strange, a rare gardening accident or I don't know train crash something. I thought I saw something in the news, but maybe I'm wrong. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, before we get into MLW, I actually was one of the kind of people up on you, and I was doing my research, and I did not know you worked for the Houston Arrows as an announcer. I'm a big Milwaukee Admirals fan, so I did not know this. Uh, I was the PR guy for Houston for, uh, I was there 2010-11 and then 11-12, so I was, uh, oh, hold on, wait a minute. There goes my alarm again. I had, like, several alarm sets, so I didn't forget. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, I was a PR guy. Uh, I, 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 my first year there was 2010-11. Um, that's the year that we lost to Binghamton in the uh, in the Calder Cup Finals. So yeah, uh, and, I was, it, and that that I was that was there the year after that. And um, so I, you know, I, I I'm, I'm you know watching the Blues and, and Bruins. You know, I I liked Mike Yo. Mike Yo was the head coach um, in, in Houston the first year that I was there, and went to the finals. Great guy, good coach. So it's kind of you know I kind of feel for him because you know what's that like watching a team that you thought was going to be great? They got out of the gate terrible. They fired him. Now they now you bring Craig Berube and all of a sudden now they're now now you're in the finals. You know what I mean? So. Um, but I, I didn't do radio in Houston. I, I did radio elsewhere. But uh, but yes, um, I, I'll say this about Milwaukee. I'm glad that uh, uh, that you guys finally have a new arena. It's about time. Hey, the Pfizer Forum. Yeah, I know. I've actually only been there once, and it was actually for a WWE show. That's the only time I've been there so far. I'm not a Bucks fan, so I haven't gone there much. <laughs> Bra- Bradley Center was such a. I remember, you know, and and I know I know that the Admirals are playing in a smaller building now, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I remember being at Bradley Center for I don't know if it was Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. God, it was just so cramped, and you know the locker room situation there was just um, 
you know, I knew, I knew building was sorely, sorely needed in Milwaukee, so I'm glad to see that uh, that that's a reality. Yeah, and I know the Avs moved next door to the cell, the Panther Arena, where, by the way, I'll, I'm just going to say this, and then we'll get into wrestling, the Milwaukee Wave won their soccer championship this year in that building, so that was fun. What is that? Is that that's not the? Uh, it's not still the missile, is it? The MISL is that still around? Yeah, yeah. Nope, didn't. Oh wow. Yeah, they won the um, championship this past. I was there for the championship game. It was insane. <laughs> but that's actually pretty cool. I didn't realize that yeah. that league was still around. You know, I mean, I knew I knew there was indoor soccer, but I didn't know what what iteration of letters were thrown together to to define it. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, let's get into Major League Wrestling. Before we do that, I mentioned NXT, WWE, Rich Brennan. How what, how did you get WWE, NXT, and why did you leave? So, you were not there long. How did I get there? Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I got there. I, I always say the stars align in, in, in very odd ways. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I, I, I was in hockey for a long time. I, I did, you know, I was a play-by-play guy and. uh in the Central League, in Rio Grande, you know, in the American League, a couple different places. And um, after I worked for Houston, ugh, don't mind me, it's still early in the morning for me. I apologize. Um, it's all good. I can edit on that. But, <laughs> oh, hold on. And there goes my alarm again. All right. Hold on. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll go I'll go back into your, in, into your question there. Um, Fair enough. So I, you know, so I was a hockey play-by-play guy for for a number of years. Where you know, worked in Houston as as you mentioned. Um, after I worked for the Arrows, once they, you know, once it was known that they were moving, um, I left. I, you know, I, I got out of working for the Arrows, worked in in, in corporate PR for a little bit, um, and just ended up doing. I got I got involved in wrestling really in in Houston. I worked for NWA Houston, and then I worked for Booker T his promotion for a while. Um and just one you know, one thing led one thing led to another. I just I, I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. Um the wrestling thing was it was more for fun, but um you know it's, it's really the best way that I can describe it. One one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. I, I happened to I happened to talk to Booker one day. Um he said, Oh I'll put something together and I'll you know, I'll get it in front of people and mm-hmm. You know the uh, the rest is history, as they say. So um, it's a little more long and drawn drawn out and involved than that. But that's kind of the abridged version. You know, it's just, um, things just kind of happened in in, in, in weird ways. And uh, you know, a couple of years later, here we are getting ready to call Fury Road in uh, in Milwaukee. I know. Seriously, let's get into that MLW. You came to MLW, and the fun part is you get to work with Tony Schiavone and Jim Cornette. What's that like for you? Are you a lifetime wrestling fan that you actually get to work with these two guys, like in their their, their announcers? Yeah, you know the, the the cool thing for me is that when when I was growing up, I was I mean I was a huge NWA fan. I grew up in Rhode in Rhode Island, so it was a WWF territory at at that point. I'm that old that you know that's that there was there were still territories at that point when I was when I was growing <laughs> up, but uh, um. You know, it was uh, you know it was really watching the NWA on on TBS that drew me into wrestling. You know, I was a Hogan fan and everything, and and like the WWF that that was all fine. And good. But there was something about the grittiness of the NWA that I liked, and 
you know, Tony was God. He was probably one of the first wrestling voices, one of the first, one of the first play-by-play voices that I ever heard. Where it really kind of dawned on me that, like, you could be a play-by-play guy. That was Tony, right? And then Cornette got a, you know, um, I remember he cut a promo about having, you know, he he was having surgery after uh, after he fell off the scaffold. And he did this promo about how when, you know, they put the mask over you and you, you know, you count down from 10, you don't know if you're going to up and this and that and the other thing. And to this day, I'm paranoid about going to the doctor and having surgery because of that promo that Cornette cut. So, um, so, so, so to get to, to get to work with both of those guys is, it's super, super, super cool. Yeah. I can bet. I, what, what's the kind of the chemistry on there? Because I see you are the lead commentator, or they're like not a lead. Because I know I was watching AEW, and they were kind of rotating who the lead is. How does that work with you guys? Uh, it's more of a defined role. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a play-by-play guy. Right. You know? um, and that's kind of my, you know, that's what I pride myself on more, more than anything. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a nuts and bolts play-by-play guy. I'm not you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of goofy catchphrases or anything like that. It's a sports presentation. Um, so I'm the play-by-play guy. Jim's the color guy. And it's, um, you know, I don't want to say it's a tried-and-true formula, but, um, you know, it's more of a traditional traditional role. I'm the straight man, play-by-play guy, and he, he's the color guy who's, you know, will provide analysis and gets to be a little more animated. So um, I I think chemistry between Jim and I is, I think it's fantastic. We just kind of clicked right away, and um, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying working with. Them. Yeah, actually, I, I will, I will honestly say, I noticed the chemistry really well when I was watching Battle Riot, Battle Riot Two. That was, that was really cool to watch. And by the way, that was really awesome. The fact that, that the network gave you an hour to do that commercial free, that was oh, awesome yeah. to watch. Yeah, that was oh, so much fun to watch on TV. I, it, yeah, you know, it's not often you get to see a show that kind of goes straight through like that. So, um, but I, I, I appreciate that. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm having a lot of fun working with Jim. I had a blast working with Shivani as well. And, you know, same thing with, with, with Stryker. Um, but, you know, I think Jim and I have something that, uh, um, it, I don't know. It, it's an intangible, I think, it, but it, it just kind of clicks. So, um, it's, you know, for, for, it's very awesome being able to work with him, I think. Very cool. I and you mentioned it, this Saturday is at the Waukesha Expo Center in Waukesha, Wisconsin. It is based. They keep saying the Milwaukee area, and if someone in Wisconsin is driving me crazy because it's in Waukesha, <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> but I, I know, guess, you, you, yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've been seeing the greater the greater Milwaukee area because it is not that far from uh, not that far from from the airport or, or from downtown. You know, I am kind of bummed that the Brewers are not home. I was hoping I'd get to catch a Brewers game. There's maybe an off chance that I'm going to that I'm going to get to see a Milwaukee Milkmen game. I don't know whether oh, or not okay. that's going. Yeah, I don't know whether or not that's going to happen on on Sunday. I got to check the schedule, but I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm excited to get out there, uh, you know, this Saturday for for uh, for Fury Road. Um, I'm really excited to get to, to get to see the Von Erichs. That it's another one of those things to be able to say. Wow, I call the. I call the Von Erichs match, you know. So I think that's kind of, kind of a cool thing that we're gonna, gonna get to see them and a lot of the other stuff going on uh, this Saturday. But uh, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. 
Yeah, I was, actually, I do have the card in front of me. And Devon Eriks, I know my father-in-law, he actually is our wrestling historian on our show, and he grew up with the original Von Eriks. So he, he's, he's really excited for this permutation of the Von Eriks. For someone, obviously, you said you watched the Territory Days. This got to be crazy to say, oh, my God, the Von Eriks are wrestling on a show I'm commentary on. Yeah, it it it, it, re- it really is. It just it kind of dawned on me the, the other day. You know, I, I was thinking when I was when I was in minor league hockey, we had um, we had a kid by the name of Orr that uh, that played for us who, who actually happened to be Bobby Orr's like I don't know he was like his great nephew or something like that. And that was kind of one of those things like, oh neat, I get to call I get to call hockey, you get to say Orr's name in hockey, right? It's kind of it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing with the Von Erics, right? They hold that same kind of panache. In, uh, in 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 professional wrestling, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they bring to the table and what they bring to MLW this Saturday. Yeah, and they're obviously talking. They're tagging in the match to advertise with Tom Waller against the um, Conti unit, and that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, you know I I you know it's it, it's funny when I look at the matches and and, and I see what set um you know I I. I I, I look okay. So this, so this match is going to happen, and that match is. But it's interesting, especially when when you're taping TV, you don't necessarily know why these things are happening, and you get to true. see those things, Very true. and you get to see those things kind of kind of flesh out o- 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 over the weeks, which which I, which I think is kind of neat. So, um, you know, that's another fun thing about doing TV and, and, you know, doing it the way that MLW is doing it right now where the fans get to go and, they, you know, they enjoy the match and they get to see what happens the night of. But then there's that kind of added thing. Well, geez, I wonder I wonder how this gets, you know, I wonder how this all ties together. And then when the show comes out, um, it's kind of fun to go and say, oh, okay, cool. You know, so that that's that's how that all went down. I think it's an interesting uh, kind, of, kind of a fun way to do things at times. Yeah, I can say I've actually – the only time I've ever been to a TV taping was I think I went to a Ring of Honor show. But they didn't tell us it was a TV taping. It was kind of those things where we're filming this, and then all of a sudden it was a TV taping. So we didn't go in knowing, you know. We didn't go in thinking, okay, cool, this is different for me. I've never gone to a TV taping like this before, where it's three or – what is it, three or four weeks of TV shows in one night? Yep, exactly. Cool. Exactly. Okay, cool. So, I, I never did that before. It's uh, – you know we're we're gonna be we're gonna be live at uh, at nine Eastern, so that's yeah what uh, Milwaukee Central, right? So yeah, it'd be, it'd be live, yeah. live, live, yeah. Don't mind me. <laughs> no, it's fine. But, you're uh, alive. You're alive. Yeah. Uh, so so we're, you know we'll we'll be we'll be live at uh, at at eight Central, uh, and you know we we go the entire hour. So, um, you know there there's obviously there's you know some warm up matches and then. But you know the, the the whole the whole night, it, you know, it, we tend to we tend to move pretty quick. Um, it's a brisk night. There's not a lot of sitting on your hands and, and and that kind of thing. We try to keep the action up. We try to keep the excitement up. Um, you know. But that said, you know, we we do we do get through a lot. And you, you know, when you watch the TV show over the weeks, you see some of those things kind of uh, kind of unfold in, in 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 maybe a different way, and it gives you a different context of uh, what happened. Well, I, I will ask you because I actually don't know the answer to this question. What matches are going to be on the live hour? Uh, I have to look at the card. Which hold on a minute, I'm going to I don't know if I'm supposed to give this stuff away or not. 
Uh, hold on a second. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, the finals of the National Openweight Championship will definitely be live. Uh, All right. That, that ties perfectly with what I was about hoping you say that because it's almost yeah, on my sheet that, I had it written down. <laughs> that that one and uh, I, I believe the world middleweight title match is going to be live as well. Okay, cool. Cool. The two title matches. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's, sense, that, that, that's my understanding. It is wrestling, so things change, so don't hold me to it. But, um, oh, no, no. <laughs> that, that's my understanding is that the two title matches will be uh, will be live. Okay, as someone who's there, there's a lot of titles in wrestling. That's been a controversy going on around a while. What, why do you think it's a good time to bring a new championship in MLW with the open weight championship? Which, by the way, sounds like a New Japan title. I don't know if the guys isn't on purpose, but it sure sounds like a New Japan title. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure as far as the name. Um, you know, I will say this: we've got these titles. Uh, titles only mean what you make them, and they're only as important as you make them. Uh, we don't have a lot of titles in MLW. There's the World Heavyweight Championship, there's the Tag Team Titles, and now there's the National Openweight Championship. I don't, I don't think two singles. And, and the world, and, and you know, and the world middleweight championship. I, mean, I don't, yeah. right. So you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the world title and the and the middleweight title uh, and an openweight championship. To me, that's not too much. Um, it gives everybody a spot where you can chase something. You know, it's another opportunity to put a baby face perhaps on the chase, um, or you know, or. I hear a lot of the chase, but you know the the, 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 tri, the tried and true is you have the baby face on the chase. But um, to me, I, I I think that it just uh, it gives everybody something to strive for, whether it's from the biggest guy, the smallest guy, or somebody in between. Um, Fair enough. I, I, you know, and but I don't, I still don't think it's that many that it diminishes the importance of the titles. Fair enough. The uh, Overboy Championship match is Alex Hammerstone and Brian Pillman Jr. I specifically want to mention Brian Pillman Jr. We actually met him at State Fair here in Wisconsin. I think it was last year. And he actually told us off the record that his next stop was MLW. Did he really? <laughs> and that was really cool. That was off the record. And he told me not to record anything. I can't record anything. He just wanted to have a conversation with us. And he said his next stop was coming here. And he was really excited about it. For you, I, I, I keep saying you're like you're like you're a longtime fan. This has got to be cool that he actually really excited to be here. Oh yeah, no, and, and absolutely. Um, you know, there's 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 not there's nothing worse than being part of something that somebody doesn't want to be part of, right? And having, right. And, and having somebody you know that 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 brings that kind of uh, you know that kind of negative energy. Like I've never noticed that with Brian. Brian's a super positive kid. He's just he's trying to soak up as much as he can learn as much as he can from the business. So, you know, it's got that, that that must be pretty cool for you, you know, say like a year later to, you know, to come out and see him in a title match. Um, you know, it's a pretty cool thing. And, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to see Brian go a bit uh, over the last year and, you know, put on size, you know, literally grow over the last year, but grow as far as being a performer as well. Um, so this is a big night for Brian Pillman Jr. And, uh, I, it, you know, I, I, it is, I, I think it's pretty cool, like, you're saying, you know, you get to talk to him, and uh, he kind of give you the, that you know, that this was coming a year later, and, uh, and here you are. But I, I think it's a pretty cool thing. 
That is pretty cool. And it's funny, I, and we always say on our show, support local indies, support local indies. And I feel like this week has been perfect because we right before we talked about MLW, we were talking about AEW on the show. And Kylie Ray in AEW works for Brew City here in Milwaukee. So oh, no kidding. It was, it was crazy because he's our champion. He's our women's champion. So it was crazy to watch her on Saturday. So, look, I know her. I know her really well. You did. Yeah. You do. You know, so, it's, it, it's, it, it, you know, I believe me, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, you, you can't, that, to me, that's what makes independent wrestling or, you know, non WWE wrestling. I hate to say independent wrestling because AEW is not an indie, MLW is not an indie. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I think it's neat that, they're not big enough or I don't want to say they're not big enough. They're not too big that they don't listen to the fans. They, they, you see, you see, you see where I'm going with that. It's, it's right. It, it, right. To me, the opportunity is there. And I think wrestling fans are craving, you know, a, a, a wrestling promotion, a that speaks to them and B that listens to them. And I think that's where, you know, the MLWs and, you know, they, like the AEW, obviously, you know, they, they, it looks like they're, they're tapping into that as well. There's there's a need. Uh, maybe a need is a, is overstating it a bit. Um, but there there's been a there's been a lack of authenticity, I think, in wrestling for a long time. Um, and you'd mentioned NXT earlier on. I think that's why NXT really caught on the way it did. You know, for example, the time that I was here, the 2014-2015 era, when you had, you know, Zane and Neville and Extension and, you know, Tyler Breeze, that, that era of, of NXT, I think the reason that it that it really resonated with people is the fact that it felt authentic. And I think that's something that the MLWs can provide, you know, the AEWs can, can provide, it's not, you know, impact. You know that that's that, that that's something that I think that that grittiness um, fans want it, and, and and I think it's up to us to provide it. I think we're doing that. Yeah, I I, I like how you see. It. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking right now. It's weird because we're in a weird we're in an awesome era right now with wrestling because WWE is kind of an island on its own. But then you have MLW, AEW, even Impact in a way, Ring of Honor, all these companies, and it's like. Why why can't we all be like I don't know how to word this, but it's like all these companies are here. Pay attention because this is where the fun is. All the fun is going on over here off the island now because it feels like we're having more fun. It really is a lot more fun to watch wrestling now. Yeah, I you know I I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, you know WWE. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything bad about the company or or, or, or the product. Um, I learned a lot from my time there. I was, I'm glad that I got to spend some time there. Learned a lot, and you know, um, and in many ways, it was a dream come true. But you know, there, there, there's a whole other side to work in there as well. That <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna beat that horse. You know, a lot, a lot of people have, have talked about it, but there's been um, 
you know, I'll, 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 I'll just repeat what I what I said before. I think fans have been craving something different, something that speaks to them, something that speaks more directly to them. Um, and you know, it's arguable whether or not WWE is really providing that. And you know, you could probably we could probably spend an hour discussing the how and the why and how come they're not. And, um, you know, all this competition. At, 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 at the end of the day, whether or not the competition's good for WWE and makes them better is 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 you know I know that's what a lot of people want to see but I hope <laughs> but I, but on a, but on a whole if you know if MLW is provide you know if, if MLW is providing that niche or if AEW is 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 providing what you know what you want does it matter if WWE does you know what I mean True. and, that's and, the and point. you know and, and you know but the other the other interesting thing to me is that a lot of people are. You know, you, it's almost like you have two sides right now, and it's like, well, AEW, WWE. It's like, well, kind of like what you're saying. You know, in the meantime, MLW is over here producing a really, really good wrestling show. Hello, here we are. Right? I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I and, know. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure people at, at Ring of Honor and people at Impact are saying the same thing. They're like, oh, hang on a second here. Hold on. Hello, here we are. You know, Been around for a out, long time. <laughs> check out, check out what we're doing. But again, as a whole, if WWE is doing well, if AEW is doing well, that's good for everybody. But you know, I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of times, some you know, sometimes people take for granted the fact that, you know, that you have all these options now. Um, you know, Ring of Honor, MLW, Impact. You know, you have Lucha Underground. You have, you know, New and, Japan. New Japan. Let's not, you know. Uh, you know, AAA and CMLL, right? So you have right. all, 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 all these different, uh, all these different opportunities to watch different types of wrestling. That you know, five years ago, did a lot of these things exist? Maybe they did, but not, not, you know, not as accessible as they are today. So uh, it is a very, very good time to be a wrestling fan. That's true. Uh, now there's a couple of other people I want to bring up. First of all, it's going to be crazy to be there on Saturday. And see MJF, because the man was just in the ring, confronting in in his show, confronting Bret Hart on Saturday. <laughs> That's crazy to me. You know, he can go from that and come back home and do a match against Davy Boy Smith, and it's going to be a really really cool. And to see MJF probably just showed himself as one of the biggest heels in wrestling, <laughs> which is great. So you can hit a great heel. So great at it. He is. Uh, he he's he's a special. He's a special kid. He really is. Um, I I enjoy his work. I think that he is uh, he's extremely punchable, which is yeah. Yes, I was right? thinking that. <laughs> yeah. he re- you know, he really is. Which is, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a heel in wrestling, then that's uh, then that's half the battle, right? So he's uh he's you know he's he's what twenty two twenty three years old he's good in the ring he can he can talk like the wind um and like, like i said i mean he's he's punted you look at him and you listen to him and you're like, my God, you just want to punch him or you want somebody to punch him uh but he he's he's a star he's he's got the opportunity i think to uh you know to make a lot of money in this business. And the thing is, too, he's he he really is. He's a student of of the game. You know, I remember when we were in New York, uh, and I think Cornette might have talked about this on his show. But 
you know, and MJF came up and he, you know, he was kind of sitting with us for a little bit at, at, at the commentary table before we were getting started. Uh, we were just kind of going over some things, recording some different things, and you know, he he's just asking a lot of questions. Okay, well, what is this? Why are you doing this? How does this work? Um, you know, and it's it's, it's it, it, you know, it's a lot of nuts and bolts of putting it together. I don't want to bore people with, but. You know, he just had a lot of questions about kind of what we were doing, how we were doing it, and why we were doing it. Um, for a kid that's 22 years old to, to, to have that, to be that inquisitive and, 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 and to really want to take the time to learn as much as he can about uh, about the whole operation, I think that says a lot. And I, I think that says a lot about why he is where he is right now. It's true. It's a very good point. And you, it's funny. I, I, I think it was. I think it was Chris Jericho that went and said, the best way to be a heel is to actually get the heat. And MJF just shows up and gets that heat. It's so <laughs> rare. I, was, I, I, I think it was during the, uh, I think we were watching StarCast, the press conference for AW, and he just showed his face, and the crowd started booing. Like, oh, my God, you can't even just bottle up that heat and do somewhere else. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, see, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, I just walked back in the house, and my roommate's cat tried to uh, tried to dart outside. I'm sorry, go on. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. No, I, I, it's, that's heat that you. I can't wait to feel. I haven't felt heat like that in a long time. Like you can't like, create that. <laughs> you, you live that. It's yeah, cool. well, that you know, and that's whether it's you know MJF or like when I don't know. I'm guessing you didn't make the uh, you didn't go to the Chicago taping, but. Uh, you know, when we were in Chicago in February, and you know the Contra unit, and I'm sure you've seen the video of it. Yeah. When they mm-hmm. when they came out and, and 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 they attacked, I mean, like they legitimately, legitimately almost started a riot. There were bottles, and God knows what else that 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 were flying down. And if you you know, I laugh about it now, but if you you know you, you go you go back and you watch the clip, there's part where. Where where where, uh, where Cornette says Ah, Bokini's under the table because legitimately, <laughs> I my head un, under the table because there because there are bottles flying past our heads, and so that was real. And if you look, you'll actually see Cornette and myself where we kept, we're kind of taking our arms and almost like covering the back of our heads because stuff just raining down behind us. And the last, you know, all I'm thinking of is I'm gonna get clocked in the head with a bottle, and. You know, I mean that that was legitimate, legitimate heat that that the country got that night, and it was to the point where it was like almost very, you know, almost scary, right? Almost to the point where you're like, yikes! I'm not sure what's going to happen next. And you know, I'm sure you've heard the term white heat. That was the closest that I've ever seen to, you know, to to white heat. If it wasn't white heat, it was very, very, very close. So. Yeah, um, and you know MJF gets that gets that reaction, and you know and Contra Unit gets that reaction too. Well, that's good because that's rare. That's really rare, and that's not a bad thing. You want that, and I actually hope something like that happens on Saturday because I'd love to be in a building for something like that. You know, I, I don't think I've ever been. I've been in buildings where crazy stuff happens. Like, I think I was at the Walker Expo Center for a um, hardcore show, and Sandman was right behind me, and I got beer spilled on me. <laughs> I was there for that right. kind of stuff. But I've never been in that kind of a heat environment. I love, outside of, like, going to a hockey game, and, like, Eric Lindros hit more of door, and I was there for that. And the hatred for Eric Lindros in that building that day was insane. 
But that's hockey. That's not wrestling. You know, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, yeah, so, well, yeah, but it t- but it does tap into that same kind of emotional. Man, they really hated they really hated Lindros that much, huh? Jeez. Oh my God! In Jersey, <laughs> Eric Lindros was hated. It was insanity. The building was shaking in hatred that day. It was. You know, it, it's actually kind of funny. You know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I, I was I was trying to explain to somebody. Um, oh, it was like I was calling a Mac somebody, and I, and I mentioned, I said, "Man, you know, he kind of reminds me. The way he hits people reminds me of Scott Stevens." So Ooh, yeah, back, um, at, right. And 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 I I forget what match I was calling, but you know. So of course I said, well, let me pull up some some Steven stuff and just let me see if I'm right. Let me let me see if I'm imagining this. And uh, you know, of course, what what comes up? But Steven's, you know, trucking Lindros at center ice. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you remember the clip. He comes in, he's got his head down, and Steven's just. I watched it live. You know. And it's 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 a shame that 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 that's pretty much what uh, what ended Lindros's career. Um, but it was a clean but, hit. It was a yeah, clean it hit. Was. You know, it, re- it 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 really was. And I mean, if that's lesson number one to you know to young hockey players, keep your head up in the neutral zone, right? Um, you know, and I, I'm you know I know we're getting away from wrestling. But I'm, you know, I'm, I, I I I am I am glad the league is doing more to. You know, to, to limit those kind of hits and you know hits to the head and, and, and that kind of thing. But getting back to you know getting 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 back to wrestling, I mean that you know the, the, the heat is um, to be to be able to get people to get that mad in 2018, 2019, right? That's not an easy thing to do because wrestling fans are so jaded today. They're all oh, I've seen that before. Oh well, that was well. He's, I would give that moonsault a 10, uh, 10.2. He didn't land that. Part. You know what I mean? You know, what I mean? Oh, I, I, you know that, that, that moonsault was only a 7.9. He didn't pick the landing properly. Like, that's kind of, you know, that, that's kind of what some, res, some wrestling fans are just really smug like that. Um, and that's kind of how people are judging wrestling. They're judging the, the performance of it, like judging the reaction or, you know, or, or how it's making them feel emotional. Emotionally, um, there's a lot of that. So when you talk about MJF getting booed like that, you talk about the heat that contra, contra unit got. Those are real visceral reactions. So to be able to garner that, to be able to get people to get that emotionally invested in something, and in, in, you know, now in 2019, it's not an easy thing to do, and it's not an easy easy thing to do, especially with wrestling, where every fan thinks they're an expert on absolutely everything. And that's not knocking anybody, but it's, but it's the truth. You know what? You just described my hatred for wrestling Twitter. You just described my entire <laughs> hatred for it. <laughs> I, I you know, know it's wrestling Twitter, and you just described my hatred. God, you know, there are th- th- dude, there are days where, honestly, where like I just I I want to delete my Twitter because it is so toxic, and it's just like you know. But on the same hand. That's how I get all my dirt. That's how I know what's going on. Twitter, but my God, it's it is so toxic and just 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 nauseating sometimes. How negative and just yeah, everybody is. You know what I mean? My hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't you mean? I I have an account. I barely update it as much as I used to. I use it mostly for promotion at this point. Like it's there. I'll jump on it during Raw to see some reaction. But like, it is a terrible place to be sometimes. It really oh. is. You know, yeah, it, it's, um, uh, 
you know, it's uh, unfortunately that's you know what it's out of the box. What do you do now, right? You can't exactly. You can't, no, I know exactly what I mean. Oh, okay. I've been tied back to. Oh, by the way, just so you know, I'm a diehard Devils fan. So you just guys stop Stevens. My 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 face just has a smile on my face. So I just want to throw out there. But back to the show. And there's one more person that is returning home, which I surprised about when I started this announcement a couple of weeks ago. It's Austin Aries. And I yeah. didn't expect to see Austin Aries on the show a few weeks ago. That's just a big surprise. So what's your reaction to Austin Aries returning home? Shocked. Legitimately shocked. Legitimately shocked. Um, when I when I heard that Aries, I, that he was the last guy that I thought we'd see at MLW. Now, cards on the table here. Aries worked at MLW show very, 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 very early on. Not the old MLW, but when the you know the this version of of MLW. I want to say he worked like one or two shows. Very, very early on, and then that was it. And I said, well, okay, well, that's the end of – that's the last we're going to see of Austin Aries here in, in, in MLW. And I'll say this. I've never had he's, – he's kind of a polarizing guy in the business. I've never had problem one with Austin Aries. He's always been great to me. I've worked a number of uh, independent shows. I see him at, uh, at Warrior Wrestling in Chicago. Um Talk to him all the time. Great. Hey, Austin, what do you got going on in this match? Oh, we're going to do this, this, that. Oh, here's what I'm looking for. Never had a problem with him. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, for better or for worse, you know, he's kind of kind of like kind of like Teddy Hart in a way. Teddy Hart's a polarizing guy. Teddy Hart has rejuvenated his career with MLW. Um, Austin Aries is a guy that's a straight shooter. Um, he's... You know, he's uh, very transparent. You know what you get with Austin Aries, and you know where you stand with Austin Aries. So, surprised to see him return, yes. Uh, I'm kind of an Austin Aries fan, so I'm excited to see him here. And, uh, you know, it's his, kind of his hometown, right? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, yeah. right? So, I'm interested to see what kind of reaction he gets from the fans this Saturday. Well, what's interesting is, I, I keep bringing up the Hot Hardcore Show, because he's shows there, and... There was a show, it was, he was him, I guess, like Joey Mercury, and I was there for the show. And the crowd was great. The crowd loved him. But then I started hearing murmurs that he was kind of a dick at the autograph line. Kind of a dick. No, you, like, hold on, you're, you're, you're talking Austin or Teddy right here? Austin. Austin. Austin, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. go ahead. I want to make sure I heard he you. Kind of, oh, and he was kind of a dick at the autograph line. I'm like, well, that's not, it, it was a long day. I'll just excuse that. You know what I mean, it happens all the time. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the match. And his match wasn't good. Like, it was not a good match. I was very disappointed. I was extremely disappointed. And I kept getting – and this is actually streaming on Twitch. And I have a friend of mine messaging me watching the show. And he's like, is it me or is this Austin Aries during Mercury match just really, really dull? I'm like, it's like that in person too. So going into this, that's my last Austin Aries experience. So I'm hoping that he changes that. I really do. <laughs> there's a um, – there's a couple matches that, that – yeah, when I – but I really became, you know, became an Austin Aries fan. Um, well, I, I, you know, probably the better way to see this is when I really started to to appreciate what Aries can do. There, there, there were a couple of matches that uh, that Aries and Shane Strickland worked uh, for Defy. I, I also did play by play for Defy on their on their on demand. And okay. I think if you like, if you go on the YouTube for them. There's 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 
two matches, I think, two or three matches with uh, with Strickland and uh, and Aries, where they tell a fantastic story. And Aries is just you just want to strangle him by the time that it's over with, and you know, eventually he gets his come up, and, and you know, the, st- the story's told really, really, really well. And if you, you know, if you get some time, you Google defy Shane Strickland Austin Aries, you go and you watch those matches. For me, that that was what when I realized, okay, this is this is what this is why he's good. You know what I mean? This is what makes Austin Aries a, a, a good performer, a good professional wrestler. And you know, I'm I I really hope he brings it. I really do. I really hope he brings it this Saturday because he's another one of those guys that's you know, especially when he when he plays up the little man thing, uh, he get he gets heat. He does. He gets heat. And it's it's another one of those things where it's legitimate heat where fans just get on him, but that just adds to it. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm, I really am. I'm excited to see him this Saturday in MLW. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned Teddy Hart. He's in a match with Jimmy Havoc. Um, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the huge Jimmy Havoc fan. I'm also not a huge fan of like blood wrestling. That's just not my thing. But it's an interesting match on paper. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I turned out I was like. Okay, that's an interesting match with like completely different like wrestling styles. I I don't know what to make of this one. Jimmy Havoc is um, man, he's a weird guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm I'm with you. I I don't. I'm more of a traditional wrestling fan, in 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 some ways, kind of an old school fan. I don't. I actually don't mind blood and wrestling. I don't like it when it's overdone. Um, right. You know, I don't like guys bleeding just for the sake of bleeding. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Every every Jimmy Havoc match that I've ever called, um, there's been a story to it, which is important, especially if it's, a hard, you know, for a hardcore. If you just do a hardcore match for the sake of a hardcore match, it's a car, you know, it's a car crash. That's all it is. Exactly. If you can add story layers to that, then I think that there's a lot more to it. And that's kind of what we do at MLW where stories are, you know, stories are what drive, if if you don't have stories in professional wrestling, you just have, what do you have? Wrestling for the sake of wrestling. And it doesn't mean anything. Jimmy Havoc, every match I've ever called for him, there's been a story that's been compelling enough that the hardcore stuff makes sense. And, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm not as much of a purist as, you know, as, as, as Jim Cornette is. Um, but I am a purist for me. I want stuff to make sense and I want a reason for it. And Jimmy's stuff, at least with MLW, um, there have been reasons for everything. So, uh, I'll say this, the thing that he does with the, uh, when he takes his eight by 10 and he runs it between guys' fingers or runs it across the oh. you know, yeah. Through their lips, that's you know that's I don't want to say it's a fun spot to watch, right? But uh, right. it is. It's, you know, I mean that's you know Jimmy. Jimmy is the uh, you know I don't I don't I don't want to call him the ghoul or or, or or whatever, but you know he's that he brings that car crash element um, to MLW, which you know I'm I like I like the fact that we can have a sick lucha match. Or, you know, have Tom Lawler wrestle, a, you know, 
uh, you know, more more of a UFC style match, just say. Right. But then you but then but then you can have something where where Jimmy Havoc comes mm-hmm. out and it's just it's just craziness everywhere. I like the fact that we're able to, you know, and that's why the show is called Fusion. I like the fact that we can fuse all those things together and uh, and find a way to make it work. There's something for everybody. If you're a hardcore fan, if you're, you know, more of a catch-as-catch-can fan, tag team fan, I think MLW brings all those things together quite nicely. Very, very true. All right, well, that is that. Um, one more thing before I even do the big stuff of the show. You mentioned it earlier. We're watching the finals. Boston, St. Louis, who's winning the cup? Oh my God! So I grew up a Bruins fan. Um, as I said, worked in hockey for a long time. Actually worked for the Blues for a little bit. I, I worked for their farm team in Wood um, when when the Ice Cats were still around. So it, it, part of me still kind of has some of that Blues affinity. Um, I really want the Bruins to win because I'm at the point right now where I can right now I can just kind of be a fan. I don't have any right. financial interest or you know what whatever. So um, it's such a weird. It's been such a weird playoffs, hasn't it? Oh know, my it's, God! It's been the best. It's been the best though. It's, 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 really it's been, been the best. What one of you know one of my roommates um, is not a hockey fan, and going back to the Vegas uh, San Jose round. Right. What was it? Was it Game Six that San Jose came back? Oh my God! Was that, was that, I went. I went to bed right before the whole craziness started. My buddy's at work. He's texting me like crazy. And I'm like, "What did I miss? <laughs> what did I miss last night? <laughs> what was that? Was that Game Five or Game Six? It was Game Six. It was Game Six. Okay. It was Saturday. Dude. <laughs> so, so when the, so I'm watching it, and one of my friends is texting me, and, and, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I guess, yeah, you know, I guess it's done, or you know, uh, you know, I, I, I guess they're all done." I'm like, "Yeah, you know," and then I was like. As soon as they as soon as they took that penalty off the face off when Pavelski got hurt, I texted him back. I was like, "Hold on." So they you know they score a goal, score so it's three two, with ten minutes left. I went I I I took my I was watching it on my iPad. I took it out into the, you know into the kitchen and I showed one of my roommates. I'm like, "Dude, you need to watch the last hit." So we ended up watching you know in, in into the second overtime, and we created right. a, and you know created a new hockey fan that night. Um. But it's just been such a nutty playoff series. I I honestly can't – I want Boston to win, but I'm not going to go out on a limb and say Boston's going to do it because it – how do you predict – how do you predict this playoff? You know what I mean? You had every yeah, division, no, exactly. Every division <laughs> winner that got knocked out in the first round. You had the best team in the league get knocked out in four games by Carolina, right? Like oh, Col- was, was the Columbus or Carolina? Oh, Columbus took care of the Islanders. Columbus took care of the Islanders. Okay, so all right, so my my bad. Columbus and the Islanders, but then you know Tampa. Tampa got, Tampa got knocked yeah. out in four games. It's it's been such a goofy playoff series. I've honestly never seen anything like this playoff. Uh, from you know, as long as I've been watching hockey, and for as many years as I called hockey, I've never seen anything like this playoff. So it's going to be insane. Yeah, we're also on the show. We're we did our predictions, and my buddy, who's been like one of my closest like hockey friends since like I don't know the early '90s, he's literally only got one series right. Like <laughs> he's never been this bad at prediction, like ever in the years I've known him. <laughs> you know, as much yeah. as much as I as much as I want Boston to win, I, you know, I do remember early on in the year saying. Um, 
you know, even only in the playoffs, saying, you know, like St. Louis is a team, I think, you know, we were talking about it before, a team that went into the regular season with just really high expectations. They were terrible out of the gate. Um, but it was pretty clear that they they got talent there, and we're seeing that right now. So, you know, I think San Jose may, or San Jose, St. Louis may, you know, they might have been that kind of sweeper team throughout the entire and, you know, in the finals right now. Boston's a lot better than I thought Boston was going to be. So, who knows? It's funny, yeah. I, I, I think I was listening to Deb Places podcast, and it was the guy who's in charge of, like, setting up all the TV stuff for NBC. And I could just see the NBC people, like, I don't know what to do here, but I really want to be in St. Louis for game six if they win. Like, I really want to be in St. Louis if right. they win game six and they play Gloria for, like, an hour. Like, I really want to be there for that. <laughs> oh, man. It's weird. Yeah. So, all right. That being said, let's finish this up here. Saturday night, give us the big sell on ML, on MLW Fury Road. Obviously, it's MLW Fusion Live. Give us the big sell, people that are big wrestling fans. They're in Wisconsin. They don't even know the show's going on. And you're listening to them. By the way, ML, remember put that big, there's a big um, billboard on the expressway. Yeah. I saw it. It has MLW yeah. on it. I was going nuts when I started. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I saw I, I, I saw I saw some tweets about that. Um, you know, at MLW Fury Road, Saturday night, Waukesha County Expo Center. Two big matches, as we mentioned, two big title matches that are going to be live um, on Bean Sports worldwide. So not you know in 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 the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. all all over the place. And then obviously we'll have the replay um, on YouTube and over on free sports in, in, in the U.K., but it's going to be a big night. Uh, crowning the first-ever MLW National Openweight Champion, Brian Pillman Jr. or Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, the world middleweight title on the line, as you mentioned, Havoc uh, and, and, and Teddy Hart, I and mean, that could just be an absolutely crazy match. But then everything surrounding, you know, Contra Unit's going to be there. We're not exactly sure where they're going to strike next. Last week on MLW Fusion, we saw what happened. They basically tore everybody apart. They said the body count was going to rise, so I get a feeling that that may extend into Milwaukee this coming Saturday. It's just going to be a, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. MLWTickets.com. The tickets aren't that expensive, um, and it's a chance to see true hybrid-style professional wrestling and professional wrestling presented in a way that I think for a lot of fans, they probably haven't seen wrestling presented like this in a while. Yes, there's show. Yes, there's some sizzle, but the steak is fantastic. It's not all sizzle. There's definitely steak, and it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we've been promoting it here, and we're definitely going. And I'm looking forward to this. I haven't been to a. I, I went to. I think I went to a house show for WWE, and like left extremely disappointed. And that's a whole rant, rant for another time. I did the did a big rant on the show about that. That's a different thing. I'm excited for this show. I haven't been excited for a show in a while, so I'm really excited to go. Rich, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm on the evil Twitter, uh, at Rich Bocchini, R-I-C-H-B-O-C-C-H-I-N-I. Tweet me there and uh, send me Millhouse memes. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Rich. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciated this. Ah, pleasure, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk a little bit on Saturday. I hope so, too. I'll see you on Saturday. Thank you very much. All right, man. Sounds good. Uh, one more note. If you're attending the show... Please find us. We're going to be there all day. So find us. It'd be a lot of fun. I love to talk to people. That's we'll great we'll interview. Great interview. Great job. I know it was. We'll be the ones wearing different t-shirts. Yes. Um, I'm more likely I'll be in my elite shirt. That's the funny part. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
It's the only non-W shirt I have. It's the one I have. Come on, debut the new Moxley shirt. Yeah, I have to go buy it. I'm not going to have it by the time we go to the show. It's not going to happen. Yeah, the, you, the hoodies are selling. Yes, but I have to buy it. I know, I know. <laughs> I have to buy it. I already own the new shirt. I know. I'm not going to drive to Chicago and buy a shirt right now. It's not going to happen. Okay. Um, by the way, the reason I make that reference is because that is actually where the um, venue, where the um, the Pro Wrestling Tees store is. It's actually in Chicago. Dun, so, dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we've been joking about this, and I'm going to bring this up because I because I this one over here was venting about this at dinner last night, so I'm going to bring this up here. Okay. A little update on the 24/7 championship. Um, our truth entered the week as champion. He got through Raw. And went to SmackDown. And my my favorite part of this whole thing has been Drake Maverick putting up posters. It's been my favorite thing of the entire week. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> He's been chased around by the as as um Jason Powell puts it the um the uh, what was the line? It's something about main event. I can't think of it. Right. I will come to me. The hero of the main event. There. The hero of the main event. And um, <laughs> to the point where Truth actually hid in a photo booth and he popped out and Drake Maverick were into him did not realize it was Truth and then they realized it and they ran it was really funny I'm not going to lie it was very funny and then they end up it was Shane of Man, Man Appreciation Night in the arena and um, Truth interrupts it because he's being chased by Drake Maverick <laughs> and they end up in the ring and our truth actually pins Drake Maverick I don't understand why they had to do this but they did this and then this pissed off Shane so Shane Drew McIntyre and Elias all attacked him, and then Shane's like looks at Elias and helps him to pin him, and Elias becomes the twenty four seven champion. Oh god! So then I'm not done yet. Okay. Then, right. um, because they just beat up our truth, um, Shane said, "Fine, you're you're all beat up. I'm gonna give you a tag team partner to face off against Elias and um, Elias and McIntyre in the main event." Well, that ended up being Roman Reigns. So we have Roman Reigns and our truth versus Elias and McIntyre in the main event. Um, Roman won the match by pinning Elias with a spear. And then the match was over, and you can see, if you watch Roman, you can see his face like, oh yeah, Truth is still here. Oh yeah, he's 24-7 champion. Oh yeah, I should do this. He's he got the belt. Spear, he hits another spear, and he has our truth pin Elias. So Truth ends the show at 24-7 champion. <laughs> so, that wow. all being said, this one over Amazing. here has massive problem with this belt, and why is that? I have, it's not the belt per se, it's the whole gimmick, the whole schlock. I mean, whole schlock. 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 I mean, you, you look at this and you got Arch. What is with these words? Google them. You see Arch. No. Come up, <laughs> you see Arch come out with this. I and wouldn't rest, even know how to spell them. And the rest of the entourage so, is following think, him. Think Shalong, and then change the last two letters. No, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the entourage is following him, of course. Always in his entourage is Titus O'Neil. The the Jinder Mahal, Jinder yeah. Mahal, although Jinder Mahal's a part of this. Too. Yeah, and it's like watching Benny Hill. That's exactly that. It's fun. And then I was waiting for the music. I mean, oh wait, you weren't supposed to play the Benny Hill music. I know. To me, it's more comical than anything else. But I, as a wrestling fan, I don't want to see comedy. I want to see matches.
There you go. <laughs> you played that while you were talking about the championship. <laughs> so, I, I don't know how long this idea is going to last, but if I want comedy, I'll watch Seinfeld. Okay, okay. Now. Seinfeld is not funny, first of all. Seinfeld is very funny. It is. No soup for you. Now, I'm going to make a point, though. I'm going to make a point. And this is, how, this is the point I made last night. Okay. What's the difference? Yes. Between our troops running around to the 24 7 title and uh -huh. a comedy spot openly yeah. admitting yeah. this is comedy. Yeah. They're not lying. They're not trying to hide it. They're yeah. not trying to say yeah. this is a serious title. It's not. What's the difference between that and what the Young Bucks do? The Young Bucks. It's What's the difference? Okay, let me, let me finish. The Young Bucks is part of their persona. Okay. Okay. What's the difference? The difference is it's part of the persona. You, you know, you, you see that, and, and it's regular. But to okay. have, but listen, but to have a belt, okay, called twenty four seven, and it can be defended at anywhere, any place, at any time, and you got people running after this champion to basically get a chance at the belt. Like a bunch of uh, uh, drunken, drunken, drunken. Uh, Kill Billy. Thank you. I have a question for you. Go ahead. How did you feel about the hardcore title? But at least the hard here here. What's the difference? Okay. At least the hardcore <laughs> title had some meaning and designation. No, it didn't. Listen, listen. It had some meaning and designation, and they had matches there. Hardcore matches, and they knew about this. So, what are you gonna have? Like a, a how are you gonna produce? How are you gonna put out a twenty-four-seven match? What What's do you the do? Difference? You What's get... the difference between our truth, turn twenty-four-seven, okay, and Crash Holly when he was hardcore champion? At least with hardcore Holly. Crash Holly. Crash Holly. Crash Holly. It wasn't comic. Yes, it was. No, he was the belt at an amusement park. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> All right, and I'll say well, this. The to, okay, was listen, champion. Okay, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I have an idea for the mad genius at WWE, okay? Why don't you have a Battle Royal 24-7 match? That'd be great. And see what happens. That'd be great. I'll well, there you go. <laughs> Hope I get to Stanford, mad genius. Oh, God. All right. Sal, any thoughts on this before we move on? Um, I think we should just, I don't like the name of the title. I think we should just rename it the softcore title. It's pretty much the hardcore title wait without the hardcore aspect. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say soft porn title? Softcore. Oh, oh, softcore. I thought you said soft porn. Hardcore soft porn. Wow. When did Val Venus come back? Oh, my God. You know, you know, I'm right now. The people that are listening to this show, they'd be like, what the hell is going on at this convention? And this is the show they do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along? Let's move on. Okay. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, people. And it's the paper sheet. It shows the No! <laughs> really? I was joking because I even forgot. I didn't forget about this show. It's, it's, it's not like a joke. Without a WWE pay-per-view lead. Yes. The problem is, because of AEW, everyone kind of forgot about this show. Everyone <laughs> did. Wah, wah. It's just one of those things where, it, 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 even Wayne Keller admitted on his podcast that he forgot about this show. 
He forgot. <laughs> Wade Keller forgot about this? <laughs> about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and whether the fact that I have a schedule for our show, okay. and I have like, all the pay-per-view listed on our schedule, I would have probably forgotten to. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so. Anyway, it is NXT TakeOver 25. 25? And that was um, Under Oath on my, t- on my Teeth, which is an awful title and awful song. That, so that was the anthem of this show. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, now we get that out of the way. But, I, 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 my, by the way, I want to say something. Double or Nothing was only eight matches on the main card. I mean, no, seven matches on the main yeah, card. Okay. It was seven matches on the main but card. It, but it seemed longer because of how Long matches. Um, the matches kind of flowed. And the reason I bring uh, that up go ahead. is because we only have five matches on TakeOver. Which is two and a half hours. So that's nice. But here's the know? thing. Do you want quality or do you want quantity? Oh, I've always agreed. Less matches, more quality. There you I've go. Always, I've always agreed with there that. There you go. So let's go get the card. And, and as always, NXT TakeOver, the fifth match on the card could be a main event anywhere else. <laughs> it seems to be a tradition with NXT TakeOvers. And that would be because it's Roddy Strong versus Matt Riddle. <laughs> Bro. Wow. This is a match that's happening non-title on this show. Sal... Your thoughts and who's wins? Um, interesting. And I don't know. This can go either way. Uh, let's go Roderick Strong. I, I'm kind of torn, but here's the thing. I think Roddy is hungry for a belt. And if he goes through Matt Riddle yum, to yum, get yum. to it, yeah, I think he's going to do it. I, I, I think Roddy's going to pull out the win. So, as the one person on this show that actually watches NXT Weekly, uh, <laughs> hey, the whole st- you can watch it on demand. You never do. Um, <laughs> I watch it on a legal time. Fee- it's an hour. It's literally an hour. The dog of asking to watch Raw on delay. It's an hour. My time is precious. <laughs> it's one hour. <laughs> anyway, yep. Um, they're doing a whole story. What is the weird error? And the, re- and the reason I say that is because I'm going to say I'm going to go again on the Spirit Era in every single match you're in today for a reason. So I'm going to go Matt Riddle. And that'll be the start of the downfall in the Spirit Era on, the, on this show. Which leads us to the NXT Tag Team Championship. It's a ladder match because the Aurora Raiders um, vacated the titles for some reason. And to the Viking experience. Oh, what did I say? What did Wait, I they haven't been on TV in a while. The Viking Raiders. I'm sorry. The Viking Raiders. I'm yes, sorry. I didn't even yes. The Viking Raiders got rid of their titles. And you're right. I have no idea where they've been at all. And uh, They're hunting for Drake Maverick. No, they're, they're hunting for... They're probably hunting for real. Because uh, <laughs> Sarah Logan <laughs> hasn't been on TV either. So they're probably hunting something. Um, the undisputed, but this is the ladder match for the now vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. Okay. And it is the Undisputed Era, Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish versus mm-hmm. the Street Profit versus the Forgotten Son, Betsy Blank and Steve Cutler versus Oni Loken and Danny Birch. <laughs> uh, I'll start with you, Dad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I, we've seen O'Reilly and Bobby Fish work as a team, and they are a very good cohesive unit. Uh, they flow very well. They cut off the ring very well. But... I think it's time for Street Profits to put belts around their waist. So I'm going to go with Street Profits. See, I, I'm torn between the Street Profits. This is my personal pick. And the Forgotten Sons, which is the logical storyline pick. <laughs> That's the problem here. I'm going to go with my heart and go with the Street Profits as well. But it wouldn't shock me if Forgotten Sons won this match. Sal? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I can totally see the Street Profits winning. Um, and, you know, it's it's just it's time for a title change. I agree. Anyway, something new. Okay. I want something new. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you see a turn for the Forgotten Sons? They made a turn. They're already heels. No, no, but I mean for them to become faces. No, because they're a trio of heels. They're a trio. I they're, understand That's what that. they are. They beat up their opponent. They I understand do that. Their thing. But if you're going under... They're not going to They want them to face. They okay. have Power, They have Lurkin and Birch. They have other teams coming up. Okay. They don't need them to be faces. Okay. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If you told me a month ago, this match would be on the card. I would not have believed you. Yes. NXT North American Championship. It is the Velveteen Dream taking on Tyler Breeze. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Who made his return to NXT TV last week. Oh, my God. And by yeah. the way, Breeze is back in NXT, period. He's staying there? He's back. So, that being said, yeah. I don't expect Dream to drop the belt, but it wouldn't shock me either way. Sal, what do you think? Um, it, again, this this could really go either way if you really think about it. Um, but I I I think I think Dream will retain. But I really wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Breeze wins it and you know down the road. Did they repackage his character? He got a haircut. Is he still doing the thing with the He's selfie still stick? Pretty. He's still Prince Pretty. The crowd, but the thing is, the character uh, in the NXT Full Sail Universe. Right. Right. Didn't need to change. Okay. Because they, they didn't understand it on the main roster. When he came back to full sale, okay. they woke in the back like a hero. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to change the gimmick. He got a haircut, and he's more serious. But he's still the same guy. Okay. You he's, know what I mean? He's so, got more of an edge to him. Yeah, he's a little more serious okay. because he has to be. So. I got to go with Velveteen Dream. Yeah. I got to go. I mean, it's too early to have a title change. Well, this North American Championship seems to be changing hands a lot lately. Well, that's like we noticed who is it was on the... Uh, Battle Royale for uh, All In. I don't uh, remember who you're talking about. There's a lot of Ty Dillinger. Oh, oh, Sean Spears. Yeah, Sean yes. Spears. Sean yes. Spears. Um, so NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler. I I still don't know how, how she's still a champion, let alone still in NXT. But she's defending against Io Shirai. Um, Sal, go. Um, I I'll see her dropping it. I'm 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 sorry. I don't know. It, I I I think she's going to retain. No, I see her dropping it, and I see her heading uh, to probably Raw. I feel like we've been saying, yeah, but we've been saying that for how long? Now? I was yeah, but here's the thing. Style, really was. But here's the thing: the situation with Shasha Banks, you have an who? opening. Who? Yeah, who? Who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. The uh, the purple bit. Un- the uh, ungrate. <laughs> the ungrateful. Hang on there. Sal, what did you say? The purple bitch? Yes, sorry. No, I, I my, no, my name for her there. is the ungrateful bitch that never was. Ungrateful purple bitch. There there you go. Go. So, but so, so <laughs> now you've got an opening in the women's division. Is be a perfect time to bring Shayna Baszler up. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if this is going to be the yeah, though. Um, I, I, I think they might want to do. Well, they have a lot of matches. They have the NXT Tag Team Championship to retain the hand no matter what happens. So I think they're going to keep the ball on Shayna, and then. The next show, I believe, is SummerSlam. So I believe that's when they'll do the big title change. So they'll do it there. Let's move on to our main event. It's an NXT Championship match between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, I'm just going to be honest here. Hey, I, don't, I don't see Johnny Wrestling dropping the belt. Nope. Sal? No, me neither. No. 
Berkeley? Uh, I, yeah, I, there's no reason to do a title change. It, it, it's comfortable with Johnny, and Johnny, of course, has got the charisma. He's got the crowd. And with Adam Cole, I, I'm, I don't know. I think they may be trying to push him in to get to the main roster, but I'm not sure at this point because his character is kind of... Well, what's interesting is with Cole, he doesn't need the belt. He doesn't no. need the belt. No. And that's fine. No. You know? So... But, I mean, if you're going to go with the theory that you want to break up Undisputed Era and for them to basically each individually go and make, get the main roster, I mean, this would be a perfect start and start with Cole. All right. Let's move on to some WWE stuff. Um, <laughs> let's start with Brock Lesnar. Who? Mr. Money in the Bank. Who? Let me tell you. Let oh. me set this up. Okay, go ahead. Mr. Money in the Bank. Or... As we, everyone was saying, the Brock party, because he decided to come out and actually turn the money in the bank into a into a boombox and play music from the from the money in the bank case on Monday. This happened. There was dancing. It was crazy. I don't even know what to say about I it. I love it. I know you would. Um, I know Dad over here has problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, you know, don't get me wrong. I like the gimmick. I just think you would have been better to basically have a separate boombox and carry the case. Okay. That's just, well, the that's whole just gimmick me. is that he thinks it's a boombox. Right. That was the whole gimmick. But, you know, <laughs> there ain't no Brock party like a Brock party is because Brock party is going, yeah, you know. Don't stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Now, my other issue this week on Raw, I, I, I couldn't believe this. Now, look at the clock. There was 75 minutes. The first 75 minutes of Raw, mm -hmm. there was not one single real match on the show. Yep. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> okay, well, here's here's the thing. As a wrestling fan, are you happy that there's no matches for 75 minutes? In the 75 minutes, there was a brawl. Okay. Fine. Between yeah. Kofi and Dolph to start yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. And then there was a um, pretty much what amounted to an exhibition jobber match with Shane McMahon against Lance Antoine because he's um, remains his cousin. Right. That's it. So until there was a tag, okay. a women's tag match, right. there was nothing going on in the production so, of the show. <laughs> if I'm buying you a ticket to the show, as a wrestling fan, I am not happy with having no wrestling for 75 minutes. 75 minutes. And I know that little ticket says card subject to change. There was no card. But, but here's the thing: <laughs> I am here to see wrestling. I agree. I am, I, agree with. I am not here to have a talk show. I am not here to basically kind of have some off-scripted shit. I'm here to see... You could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. Yes! There you go. Yes. But, oh, my God, yes. But here's so the thing. I want wrestling. I don't want anything else. And for 75 but minutes of downtime... But they're not a downtime, company. They're a sports entertainment company. But here's the thing. Company. But for 75 minutes of nothing but dribble... I'm going to go out to it concession. It was sports entertainment. But here's the thing. Instead of me going to the concession stand and buying winning merchandise, I'm buying food and beer to drown my sorrows. Somebody clocked in 25 minutes of commercials. <laughs> so. And, of course, one of them had to be, uh, SmackDown going to Fox. I mean, like, there was no, there was, there was good matches on the show. The women's tag match was good. I really enjoyed Cesaro versus Ricochet. That, that was fantastic. That one was the 
match of the night. I mean, there was a bunch of cool stuff on the show, but nothing happened in the first hour, which is weird. Like, it was weird. And then SmackDown answers back and put the match to open the show, which was fantastic. Might have, I'm not complaining about that at all. <laughs> SmackDown opened the show with um, Toby Kingdom versus Kevin Owens. Uh-huh. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so so are, are we making up for lost time or I, what? That's what that okay. was all about. All right. So finally, the last thing we'll discuss here. I know about a month ago. We're I'm sure we're going to bring this up. I'm going to explain this. Kind of, it's not, this is what happens when you don't listen to our show when you're not on it. Take, take a breath. <laughs> take, a, take a breath, sir. It'll be okay. Last week, last week we were talking to Rich Fan, and we were talking about this show. And we decided that we will discuss it, we will preview it, but we're not doing it next week, because next week I'm doing a Tony Award show. <laughs> and um, that's a little more important to me, and it's a one-year thing that I get to do that. So, we'll talk about it, but I will not call it Super Showdown. <laughs> call it Super Showdown. So, what are we calling it? Hang on. Okay. First of all, I, I'm going to thank him for actually a really good theme song in Godsmack, when Legend Drive, by the way. <laughs> Didn't we use this for another show? I have no idea. I think I used it for our show. <laughs> I, 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 feel like we, I, I feel like they've used this show, a uh, song for another show. I have no idea, but it's a great song. So, uh, let me... Maybe, maybe it exceeded. Maybe it exceeded. Do we need a theme song for our show? Well, this is this. Okay. That works very cool. So, I, instead of calling the Super Showdown, this is Blood Money 3. Um. <laughs> so, get us Saudi Arabia. Because <laughs> they will not say Saudi Arabia. Anywhere, anywhere. What was that? It's, it's not there because it's not advertised to be anywhere. Well, according to, according to the advertisements on Raw, it's in Jeddah. That's all they're saying. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Welcome to the Fabulous Alibaba Hotel and Resort. Yeah. Or, as as Cole says it, the international pay-per-view. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> international what pay-per-view? Was, uh, what, what, what was the UK one? Uh, uh, in, in, uh, uh. Uh, one more time. What was the UK pay-per-view? Um, I don't remember. But I, I, I just thought it was funny. He called it an international pay-per-view. <laughs> Rebellion? <laughs> Yeah, rebellion. rebellion. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so here's the card. Go ahead. Today. So next, if they add any matches between now and next week, they're not covering it because next week I'm doing my Tony Ward show. So. Okay. Here's the card as of this week. I still want to figure out how the blue hell <laughs> yeah. they're going to do a 50 man battle royal. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. 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 What number was that? 50 man battle royal. They had enough trouble trying to get 30. No. No. But the point is. It did a 50-man Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia the first time. But it's a Royal Rumble, so you can eliminate people, but they're going to start a match with 50 people in the ring. Okay, so How the hell are you going to okay, pull okay, that Okay, off? wait a minute. So you're telling me you're going to get the Raw roster. You're going to get the SmackDown roster. Well, that's that, that not including Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, okay. Daniel Bryan, who are not going. You're going to get the 205 roster. And then you're going to get the NXT roster. Oh, whoever shows up. Okay. <laughs> so among all those top rosters, <laughs> you're telling me you're going to get 50 people to be there? But the best part is that they're starting in the ring. How is the people going to fit in the ring? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. The reason why you may get 50 is you're going to say, hey, if you go, I'll pay you. That's pretty much what it says. There you go. But um, that's that. By the way, Sal, how do you feel about Kevin Owens deciding not to go to Saudi Arabia? Um, wait, was there a reason? Is it because of just where it is? He decided because Sammy's not allowed to go, he will not go. 
You know, Wait, why is Sammy not allowed to go? Because he's he um what's the what's he rep, what country is he from? Uh, give me a second. I'm thinking it's an S. I just can't think of it right now. Uh, it's a no, it's not Lebanese. No, it's, it's, um, it's an S. I don't understand. It was an S. Uh, um, look up real fast. Syria. I'm, Syria. Yeah, that's what it is. He's from a country that Saudi Arabia. Well, really? Doesn't... That's the reason. That's the reason he's yeah. not going. So and... Kevin said, "Okay, fine, I'm not going either." Well, that's to me, that's true friendship. It really is. And and they've been friends for yeah. ever. Really. Yeah. And then Alistair Black isn't going because, and I'm not joking. Go ahead. They're afraid that he will get killed because of his over-religious tattoos. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. That's actually, if, I, I guarantee Delina is happy about that. If, <laughs> if that is one of the things that basically may pop up. Is that the problem? Why are you going to this country? And here's the thing. <laughs> right. You know, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. You're telling me that if I wrestle that they may shoot and kill me? Yes. Well, then why the hell are we having this whole thing to begin with? <laughs> exactly. Although, yeah, it is Syrian. It looked up. He is Syrian. Syrian. There you go. That's how, okay. how, many, how many more um, blood money pay-per-views do we have left? I don't know. Contract? I honestly don't know. I know they have a lot. And we'll find out as we go along. Um, Daniel Bryan, by the way, is not going because, well, it's in Saudi Arabia. He doesn't want to go. So I take so it these go. people also get hazard pay for being there? Oh, the women get paid for not going. Got it. The women get the weekend off, and they get paid okay. for not going. <laughs> So, so, so are you telling me that the commentator is going to be all male? Um, well, Renee Young was there last show. Yes, I understand. I have that. no idea if she's going this time. Well, I won't know until next well, week. Well, because of the situation with her husband, I think she wouldn't go. But. I don't think she would go because of the situation with her husband. I don't think you would want her to go. I Probably because they may think know. that she'd be a disgruntled employee. Well, if she did great on Raw this week, so who knows? Well, there you go. Anyway, let's move on with the rest of the show. Okay. Well, Laurie Sullivan is making his in-ring debut. Who? who? Lars Sullivan is making his in-ring debut. That's what I thought. Against the Lucha House Party in a three-on-one match. <laughs> okay, okay. This is going to be a great match for Lars, and Lars is going to get the victory. Oh, of course. Hello. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley is happening. That's fine. Wait a minute. Yeah. The almighty Bobby Lashley. The almighty did not, but the but his manager decided to talk shit and is no longer with him, Bobby Lashley. Uh. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you basically let your mouth do the, you know. Talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> that, that, Fire from the hip. We have an Intercontinental Championship match between Demon Balor, because, of course, because we're yeah. in Saudi Arabia, the demon comes out. I don't understand this one. Versus Andrade. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Which I was hilarious. What was that, Sal? Who doesn't even know how to talk himself. <laughs> well, what's funny about it was, I thought it was funny that Andrade cut a promo on SmackDown, and it was about a match that Selena's not at, and Selena didn't cut a promo for it. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I that was funny. I, I would have to go with the Demon yeah, for the win on this one, yeah. I don't know if you don't expect any tail changes, so I'm just kind of running through the card here. Okay. We have WWE Championship match with Kofi Kingston taking on Dolph Ziggler because Kevin Owens obviously didn't want to go, so it's Dolph Ziggler in his place. Dolph Ziggler, the same Dolph Ziggler who's four months ago on Twitter said, oh, I'm happy to not be at work right now. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, there you. Kofi. Obviously. Yes. And Universal Championship match between Seth Rollins and Aaron Corbin. <laughs> I think Seth is going to retain Baron Corbin. South Baron Corbin. <laughs> Baron Corbin, the idiot. I just don't like him. There you go. Um, can we on our main events? Can 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 <laughs> they leave him there? No. Okay. That would be weird. Um, 
Roman uh, Reigns is taking on Shane McMahon because that's the match we all wanted, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because we want Roman to get revenge. For what? For what? For this stupid card. I don't understand why this match is happening. Um, and then the other match is that I don't understand it happening. Triple H versus Randy Orton. And my favorite part of this Why? Part, my favorite part about this match is that the fact that it's happening. It's the fact that they're playing hype video like they're hyping at WrestleMania 25. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the promo for this, you know, it's going back to when Randy was first the youngest WWE champion. I, I, and they're, and they're, I, I laughed so hard. You know, and then, you know, the, the little back and forth between him and, and Triple H. And my whole thing is they're hyping it like it's going to be WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Well, the funny part is that I, somebody said it on Twitter and it made the most sense. Right. If you watch that video, yeah. it sounded like they were hyping up WrestleMania 25. <laughs> yeah, like to me. pretty much. Because <laughs> there was no footage after WrestleMania 25 in that package at all. Pretty there much. No footage. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and don't forget that. Triple H had more here. Yes, and finally, the main event of the show, for some reason. Why? Is Goldberg versus Undertaker. Why? Yay! Which, by the way, both men, it sounds like at least Undertaker and possibly Goldberg will be on Raw on Monday, by the way. No. Um, so you've got an icon versus an icon. Why the fuck is this match happening? Like, why the fuck is this happening? Because the people that have the money... Want to see this? I know the Saudi prince decided. I want to see these two, and I'll pay them. I'll pay them all the money. Here's the thing: they're controlling the gist of the card. I mean, this is this is one of those things where, even though you think Vince has quality control, he has no control. Know what he has? He has money, and that's all he cares about. Well, here's the thing: how much money do you want to have in case one of your employees? Has a how can I put it? Mm. Are what's the word? Do you, you rephrase it? Yes, yeah, see, uh, a collateral damage part of it. If something you happens, you could have asked me anything. You could have asked me oh. about AEW. Yay! I forgot to the volume back up. You, know, you could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. <laughs> but I mean, so you're Yay. saying you're saying money. Conquers all, and even if something would happen to one of your employees, at least you got enough money. Yeah, I, I, I just that philosophy just they are trying to do. And I'm, not, I'm dead serious right now. Okay, I'm dead serious for a second. Okay, they're trying to do a billion dollar a year. I, I'm not joking. That's what they're doing, and they're trying to do a billion dollar a year. And that you know, you now. know what it's going to come down to is you're going to have the wrestlers wearing flap jackets because they don't want to get hit by any shrapnel Ooh. that's going back and forth. Flap jackets. What yeah. year are you in? <laughs> Bulletproof what is with vest. these words today? <laughs> Bulletproof vest. Well, I, I think we've got long, and I think we should really have the show, because we didn't mention flap jackets. <laughs> I'd rather have flap jacks than flap jackets. So let's wrap things up, shall we, Sal? Please. No. You say we'll be down in five. All right, we're going to end this with um, Dan and Shay, Speechless, which is a great song. We're going to end this So Sal, take it away. I really like them. Yeah, so why? I like your um, song too. For more information on our show, including where you can listen, go to theblakeatalser.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And for the love of everything that is holy, comment and leave a rating and review. And we'll read it on the show. Yes, we will. Um, of course we will. Our show is part of the Funny Boy Podcasting Network. 
and you can hear me every Friday. That we own. We, yeah, we, 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 we all own it now. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And uh, it is part of the EFIMoney.com um, Fridays. And also subscribe to the Blinkin' Sound Show Year One every Tuesday and you're our first year of podcasting. Yes, and we are also a part of the Club TV Freedom Community on Facebook. Uh, go ahead and search for that show. Uh, search for the group on Facebook and interact with us. Yeah, apparently we're on Twitter and Instagram now. I don't know. What the heck are they Next week, as I've been mentioning a couple of times here, I am going to be sitting down with Matt Tamanetti from Broadway World. And we're going to be talking about the Tony Awards. As I can't believe it's already next Sunday. And I, I'm not going to lie. I said this over on the sports report, and I'll say it here. Go ahead. Um, Blues and six. And I understand game six is head to head with Tony Awards. I don't care. I'm watching the Blues lose when they're the cup, and I want to do it Gloria for an hour. That's what I want. Gloria. <laughs> I want to hear that for an hour. All right. Um, so that all being said, um, thank you to Rick Burkini for coming on the show and doing that interview with me from MLW. We'll see everybody on Saturday at MLW to road at Walker's Expo Center. Yeah, say your thing. Hey, once again, it's been your pleasure. And as always, people, please, no matter where you live, support your local wrestling indie organizations. These young men and women are trying to make it big in the career of professional wrestling or wrestling entertainment. And if you show them love, they'll show you love back, and you'll be surprised at what these young men and women are capable of. I'm telling you right now, you go to one of their matches, and you're going to be hooked. So please go and support these people. Well, as I said, actually, with Sal, with, um, with um, Rich, um, I said this a couple of times. It's fun to watch a company like MLW or AEW and say, hey, I knew that wrestler. And that's what we've been dealing with lately. And yep. Fine. Yep. Um, for those wondering, by the way, we do have a five a five star rating on on iTunes. By the way, that's what I told you. We have a five star rating. We have a five star rating. Oh, great! On, on iTunes. So all right, all right. That all being said, as we're losing the music, um, I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I am Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everyone. Greetings and salutations.